pain. How dare you use that word? He's got pins in his head. What you think of as pain is only a shadow. Pain has a face. Allow me to show it to you. Gentlemen, I am pain. You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Episode 72, welcome to the Buzz to Kill podcast, where our bloodlines rung strong, and so does our blood alcohol level. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And uh, today we are joined by, by a man that goes by many names. He is referred to as the man. He is referred to as the woman. He is referred to as that guy. <laughs> you always you always forget to... <laughs> what? <laughs> After you come up with an intro for the beginning, <laughs> I just don't know what to say. <laughs> you decide to riff on something afterward, <laughs> and you always forget to come up with something for it. I do. John's back, everybody. Hey, John. Hi. What's up, bud? I don't know what life is. John, <laughs> John was. Uh, John just spent what two months? Yeah. Two feels, months in feels New, like a lifetime. Two two months in in Mex uh, New Mexico, doing ayahuasca. Oh yeah. Which uh, we just learned what ayahuasca is finally. <laughs> so. I just he's, learned when I got there. He's like our, our he's our local resident Joe Rogan. Just travels around, does a ton of drugs, and then tells us about it. More you, like no, more like uh, Lay. If you guys remember Trailer Park Boys, it was the guy who was on there for a little bit, and then he literally got his own spinoff show called Trippin' with Lay, and he would travel the world doing different drugs with different cultures that did them on the regular. I don't remember. See, that I character thought you were down there doing. You Jenkum. lost me. Doing what? Jake him. Oh, oh, no, no, I thought, yeah, I thought that was what you were doing. Oh, <laughs> oh. Let's get I mean, janked. Maybe he went to jail for a bit. We don't know. No. Jank him. Those Mexican prisons probably uh, have a plethora well, of jank him. I, <laughs> I was in New Mexico. No, oh, that's true. That's not true. We're not going to explain to you what jank him is. If you want to know what it is, Google it or go back and listen to our one of our earlier shows because yeah. we, yeah. we got into it and it's disgusting. But it's only it's only good jank him if you sprinkle a little dried... Uh, um, what do you call it on top of it? Uh, uh, yeah. Paprika? Uh, uh, smedka? Is that what it's called? Oh, smegma? Smegma. smegma. Smed- uh, <laughs> just dry it out and sprinkle a little on top. Smedka. I, I think that you just mix the words smed- smegma and svedka. I did. So it'd be like... Sprinkle a little svedka vodka on there. That, better. <laughs> that would actually make it better. Holy uh, shit, boys. How, well, how's everybody been? What, uh, what's been going on the last uh, we, week? We survived the, the alien invasion last night. Oh, yeah. We did. We yep. did. I don't know if, uh, if you people have... Uh, you people have seen... <laughs> That what do you mean, you people? Have seen the news, but uh, Michigan was uh, invaded by aliens last night. We were on Elon the, Musk's ad- aliens came down and we were on the uh, crashed into Taylor. We were on the national news. Uh, Lester Holt was talking about us. Oh, Thank you Lester. very much. So you know, we made the big time. Michigan doesn't end up in the national news too often, and usually when we do, it's for something bad, like Rick Snyder uh, yeah. poisoning children in Flint. And, and but, not only that, not only Michigan, but the suburbs, like our suburbs. Yeah. And it wasn't even Detroit. It was Stirring Heights and Ferndale and Roy Loke. And- well, Mike Mike and John actually came over last night to watch a, a movie, 
We went out to the uh, the store to grab some beers. As we or no, we didn't no, grab we beers. We grabbed vermouth. We grabbed some vermouth so we could be fancy and drink Manhattans. But we drank. We we're drink at the Manhattans though. We're at their store. Mike goes, "Did you?" We we, we drank Queens, John. Oh, or, Queens. Yeah. Yeah. We drank Queens. We made our. <laughs> we, we we drank the uh, the trashier cousin of the Manhattan, a Queens, because I didn't have any maraschino cherries, so we used grenadine and Canadian Club whiskey. But I digress. Can, Manhattans with Canadian Club whiskey are delicious, John. You can fuck off um we're at the store and mike says to me he's like did you hear about the meteor and i go what are you talking about and he's like a fucking meteor came down and like hit somewhere in michigan and i go wait when did this happen and he's like like a half hour ago mm-hmm. i was like i saw it i was i was giving my kids uh, a bath i i think it was i think this was right after they they were out of the bath so they were just kind of like running around the house naked as they do as they do and I saw a, a flash through my a blue a bright blue flash through my back window, and I was like, "Somebody's taking pictures of my naked children," because it looked like a flash of a camera. A creepy Craig was outside, so just, I went, just, just snapping away. At so him. I went out in my backyard trying to find some asshole with a camera, and I was going to murder him, and I couldn't find anything. So I just kind of I wrote it off. I thought maybe like a transformer blew somewhere uh-huh. or something like that, and then I come to find out it was a damn meteor. It is a it's a very similar uh, flash though when a transformer blows because it it's is like, yeah it's it's blue that, like, bright, it's, blue. that bright blue yeah, yeah. and when did, uh, bumblebee blows up in my backyard <laughs> it's the same it's the same did you now did you actually see it or <laughs> no I uh, my I when I'm in my house I have to keep my blinds shut because my windows don't have very good seals and so I keep my drafty yeah I so I keep my blinds drawn though that kind of keeps the the draft from coming in. I so at the New Year's I wouldn't party. have seen it. I wouldn't have seen it. What about you, Jay? You usually get lucky with this kind of stuff. We were. I got a little lucky. Yeah. I was at uh, Sarah's parents' house and we were going over wedding planning stuff. And uh-huh. my, as my mother was leaving, we were watching through the blinds, watching her. And as soon as she turned the key to start the truck, flash! I'm like, oh my god, the truck's exploding or something. <laughs> right? It was right at the same time. And I called her. I'm like, are you okay? What was that? Did something happen with the truck? And she goes, I, I don't know what you're talking about. She was looking down, turning her GPS on like to get get back out of the, the neighborhood or subdivision or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and so we're, we're still watching while she, before she leaves. And uh, so Sarah's got her hand on the glass. We're holding the curtains open. All of a sudden I hear boom! Oh, you and, actually and heard the, that? And the glass shook uh, on her windows. That's what everyone was saying that happened. And, I, and like I'm like, what was that? And I go out like, like oh, an explosion. Let's go outside to see what it was. <laughs> like, maybe <laughs> maybe something crazy is happening. nothing. And nothing. There's well, actually, they said that it, it actually caused, uh, it caused an earthquake that registered as a 2.0 on the Richter scale. But I'm pretty scale. sure, though, it wasn't, it wasn't the meteor hitting. It was the sonic boom. Right. Of it entering the atmosphere, right? Because right. they flash, said it, whatever. It came in hot. That baby came in hot. Yeah. It, they said that it came in around twenty-eight thousand miles per hour. Probably yeah. not much. <laughs> there's probably not much left of it. Probably fragments at this point. But I, they I said don't, they don't said, said that, that it, they said that it burned up about fifty miles over. Yeah. Over Earth, so I don't like if anything. Said, there's hit, probably still fragments. Yeah, maybe. That came down. Well, well, someone posted it was actually a, a guy that uh, Ryan or Rainier or Ronnie, whatever that works at Metro Thirty Seven. Uh, Rochester, he said he was uh, out over there, and he saw a piece of something shortly after that that he thought was like a firework falling from the sky. Really? Um, that was kind of like hot and sizzling, out, you know, and sparking a little bit when there's a firework falls. Huh. He said it was like a couple hundred feet from him, but he saw this coming <clears> down. And, and that was where? Uh, it, it, in Rochester area, which, huh. for where his Facebook post was, anyway. Hmm. Huh. Uh, Are you want Dalton? He, Matt, working no working out of that he works oh, at that studio gotcha, not, gotcha. different guy gotcha. there was a there was a farm out in Taylor that they thought it, it yeah, landed this in. Morning, so there was actually like there was people coming from miles around 
to comb the field. This morning, though, it was said that it had it was completely unrelated. Had yeah, I think it. I think they ended up saying if if any of it did land, it probably ended up in Lake Michigan or something. There's probably so. a fire somewhere. It's like, yep, that that's where that meteor hit right over there. That's what that caused that fire. Michael, <laughs> I tell you what, Michael, we live in Michigan. We don't talk like that. Have you been to Romeo? <laughs> have you been to the Have you been to the Upper Peninsula? <laughs> yeah, they talk a little bit different. It's than that. a little bit more of like a talk like a Fargo. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that that barn's on fire over there. I must have been the meteorite. This is. <laughs> I said, I said, I saw a light come down from the sky resembling a firework about 250 feet from me. Must have been some scraps from the big dog. From the big dog. Should now, have found so, it and made a knife out of it. So there is, so, so there's either, there's either the school of thought that it was, you know, just your run of the mill meteor, mm-hmm. which happens thousands of times every single day on the planet of Earth, planet Earth, or it's the aliens. Which, which, well, which, which face, let me Facebook, add to this. Facebook though. did light up pretty quickly with it's, quite a few people saying that it's, it's definitely well, aliens. Go ahead. It's pretty convenient then that today the Ohio National Guard was uh, testing their F 16s in Michigan airspace well, today. At, it's uh, pretty, pretty convenient uh, 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 that they're doing training exercises. But actually, uh, you know, um, <laughs> it was actually, there's a guy that I'm uh, friends with that lives right next to Selfridge, uh-huh. and he's a bit huge into watching their planes take off. And he said he was watching their the Selfridge's F 16s fly off loaded, to stacked with missiles. And really? they, anytime they fly out, they never have. Their actual live well, something was entering there. the atmosphere. Wait, they wait, might not have known exactly so, what it was. Just wait. a bogey coming or something, you know. So he said they they usually don't take those out unless there's something they're sending them out somewhere, and they were just going well, flying all over this morning. So it might be aliens. It might be aliens. If you if you saw the footage of it coming though, it's very clearly a, a meteor. I mean, I you can know, see man. it burning uh-huh. up. You can it has, has the trail. The the the. I don't know. I'm a conspiracy theorist. You just got you just got the wool pulled over your eyes <laughs> by the man. Listen, I'm a conspiracy theorist, and even I'm saying it was a meteor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold on. Ohio has a National Guard. <laughs> <laughs> they must I mean, suck, too. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Michigan, what, what, what? Suck it, Ohio. You got a nice zoo, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> got to, you Toledians. Toledo's basically okay. southern Michigan. <laughs> all right, so on, on that, we're going we're gonna to move on. That was yes, the sir. most exciting thing that happened to all of us this week, I'm yeah, pretty sure. We've all so. been pretty much laid up sick, yeah. so that really yeah. was like the only exclamation point in and our week. I wouldn't week. even see it. Or yep. There you go. Or give it. <laughs> Uh, so, anyway, why don't we move on to some dumb things that we said last week. Oh, sweet. Stupid! You're so stupid! Alright, so uh, last week, uh, only have a couple things, unless you have... I got a couple. Oh, okay. Maybe uh, more than a couple. Yeah. Alright, um, so there are high levels of PCBs in Lake St. Clair, not PCPs. Oh, so okay. So you weren't completely stupid. I wasn't completely stupid, but I was, I was one letter up. Now, if the lake was filled with PCPs, there is a whole fucking different problem. I'd going be on. People would people constantly. Would be, <laughs> we wouldn't have to send John on assignment. Dude, he could just put him into Lake St. Clair. We, we could make a killing just bottling Lake St. Clair water and just selling it on the streets. <laughs> well, if you, made, if you bottled Lake St. Clair water and, and sold it on the streets now, you would just be killing. No, you know, it's true. Probably good high, though. All right, um, get it, get out did not win any awards. We weren't sure if they had picked uh, up anything uh, uh, like that wasn't televised or anything like that. They um, did not pick up anything. No right comedy. Um, we were talking about uh, Hellraiser, uh, Judgment. Oh yes, quite a bit. And uh, we we mentioned some, some the the character design a little bit and how we were kind of iffy at first about like. The assessor was the the guy you that I said. Iffy. I was not. I well, liked, I loved it all. Well, no, you 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 did say, or maybe it was me that said uh, something about the 
No, I, you did too. You said something about like being kind of weirded out by the idea of this Cenobites looking like this because they don't look like traditional Cenobites. I don't think I said any of that because I like the way they look. So. You did, but uh, I just listened to it today. I, I don't know. But anyway, um, we started discussing this a couple days later. Mm -hmm. There's actually quite a few of the characters from the trailer are not Cenobites. The Cenobites are part of the uh, uh, Order of the Gash. Okay. And the, hey, yeah, yeah. I've and, seen that movie before. <laughs> and the uh, the D Dick Razor. A lot of the <laughs> a lot of the guys in or a lot of the characters in Judgment are not from that same order. Okay. So the Assessor, the guy who uh, is played by. He's uh, doing like the slashes all over. Yeah, his he's face. played by John Gulliger, actually, okay. the guy who directed oh, okay. uh, the Feast movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Assessor, the the jury. Who are the three chicks with the skinned faces? The butcher, the surgeon, and the uh, um, I can't remember who the other ones are. Oh, but whatever. Yeah, they're 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 not technically Cenobites. Okay. So I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering if there's actually I I went back and I rewatched the trailer. I'm I'm wondering if maybe uh, the Cenobites and this other group are kind of at odds <laughs> with each other. Could be. Because there's a part where the assessor is face to face with the chatterer, chatterer mm -hmm. and they kind of, and the chatterer looks like he's trying to maybe intimidate him. So I wonder if they're actually battling for the souls in hell. Or or perhaps the Cenobites are being judged. Oh, there's a, there's maybe. So, maybe they're just beefing. <clears throat> yeah, so those characters it's just, it's just beefing. <laughs> so those characters aren't technically Cenobites. Okay. Um <clears throat> also you said Revelations you said uh, Gary Tunacliffe said that Revelations was not made. Well it to, was no, no, to no, hold not, on to the rights. Not, no 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 not that it, if I said that then I I misspoke. Um it wasn't that it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't made to retain the rights. <laughs> what he said is that uh it wasn't that nobody gave a shit. Like the people that worked on it and the people that tried to put this thing together, even though it was last minute, mm -hmm. they all cared. They all tried to make the best movie they could possibly make. It wasn't like everybody that was working on it just like didn't give a shit, threw their hands in the air and said, "All right, we're gonna shit on a plate and call it Hellraiser." To me, if they but, did try, they just didn't really have much to work with. To me, if you know that your deadline is coming up to maintain the rights, though, why would you wait until they literally waited till like the last? <coughs> Like two or three weeks. If memory serves, and perhaps this is going to be another correction for another week, but if memory serves, they, whoever it was that was supposed to um, be in the know about the rights, mm -hmm. they didn't realize how quickly they came up. Like, like, it was almost like somebody in the in the company was like, oh shit, we're, uh, guys, we're going to lose these rights in like a month. Uh, we need to make a movie. Like, well, then some, some, yeah. somebody at New Line needs to get their shit together. Dimension. Then, or Dimension, or dimension yeah. rather. No, no, no I, I completely agree with you, but I think that's what it was, is they came up suddenly, people, they didn't realize how quick it was coming up or right something on. like that. They thought they had more time or, or something. Cool, cool. Well, so, uh, yeah, that's all I've got. All right, great. So anyway, today uh, we're welcoming John back, and we're also drinking a beer that he brought, what, like <laughs> two months like ago? Two months ago. <laughs> He brought it maybe for another show, but mm -hmm. we ended up not drinking it, so yep. then we decided to spin it into a show of its own. Well, I think what it was is we figured this was a <clears throat> beer that needed its own thing, because it's perfectly... Yeah, the the title of this, or yeah. the name of this beer definitely... Like, it's... I think I had bought one already for that week, and we didn't want to waste this one on, right. on nothing, so... Something like uh, that. So, today we are drinking Flying Dog from Flying Dog Brewery, which is... I always forget where that is. So what horror movies have flying dogs in them? Uh, that's that's what I want to know. <clears throat> what, did, what did we watch? Are there actually any horror movies with flying dogs in them? Wizard of Oz has flying monkeys. That's kind of close, <laughs> flying right? Flying dog uh, and Frederick Mell. Uh, 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 the NeverEnding Story. That's kind yeah. of a flying dog, right? Would you say Fred, Frederick, Frederick Maryland? Maryland? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Did you say? I, I, did I you always say the thought ne- that was a flying dog when I was a kid. I, the, from the Neverending Story, Folklore. Oh yeah. I mean, it's well, kind of like a, a dog demon. face. Yeah. It's it's like a dog face snake demon guy. Dragon. Dragon yeah. thing. <laughs> it's mostly dog though. Um, so this is called Bloodline, and you know you hear that title and or you hear that name and obviously that's there's there's horror movies with the with the name Bloodline right in the title. So only the best actually. Only the you, very you, you best. Can't, you can't make a movie with Bloodline in the title and not have it get five stars. Like you just, it's <laughs> and and so we watched. Yeah, you uh, cannot have it get five stars. Zachary. <laughs> so we watched uh, we watched Hellraiser Bloodline. Yep. Which is by far one of the finest installments of Hellraiser. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna get into this. I think it's underrated. And also, underrated. Uh, wouldn't you know it? Just a few days ago, uh, Day of the Dead Bloodline came yes. out. So one of the, this kind of worked out perfectly. One of the movies that we talked about on our New Year's show about uh, being excited for it coming up here. Right, and, and we um, talked about it last week too. Well, uh, I was, like it's coming out. We should probably watch it sometime. And now we're doing a show on it. So. I had an open mind about it. I thought it was going to be pretty good. James did not. The, <laughs> the trailer didn't do much for me, and the well, we'll talk about well, the movie we'll see later. You <laughs> right now, let's talk about this beer. So this is Bloodline, a blood orange ale. Uh, from Flying Dog Brewery. It's ale brewed with blood orange puree and natural flavorings. I've got a few different things to read here. It's uh, 7.0 alcohol volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, what brings us together as brethren of good beer is a bitterness that runs through our veins. What would typically make goosebumps rise and send shivers up spines merely fuels our intense love of the craft. Cast away your fears, embrace the fire, and join our flock. Uh, this is... Uh, Specialty malt, rye and caramel, or caramel. Hops, Northern Brewer, Citra, and Galaxy. Uh, it's an American ale. Uh, if you're curious about food pairings, are you? Oh, sure. Bloodline begins with huge grapefruit on the nose. Huge. Then delicate balance of <laughs> citrus sweetness and bitterness. Try it with grilled light proteins, salads with fruity vinaigrettes, and fresh salsa. I'm, yeah. Um, Sounds like a good meal, actually. Should have brought some salsa. Also notable notes on this brew. Originally a small batch released in the spring of 2013, Bloodline is brewed with uh, blood orange peel and blood orange juice and hits the perfect balance between citrus, sweetness, and bitterness. Oddly enough, the dog on this label looks like something out of a Hellraiser movie. <laughs> it actually looks like the the like the bloodhound from Little, or the the chatter the chatter the beast? chatterer hound yeah chatter from, beast, yeah. Uh, from Bloodline, oh, oh. so all right, <laughs> let's, let's give it a try, boys. Cheers! Cheers! Worth the wait. It is good. Hmm. Now, have you guys had this before? It's got a lot of orange. I believe I have. I don't think I, I never. Have. I have. Um, I think it's good. I think um, when it comes to blood orange jails, though, I'm a, I, I love blood orange. Mm-hmm. So whenever I see a beer that has you know blood orange flavoring, I, I gravitate towards it. Not my favorite blood orange uh, really? ale. Yeah, there's there's some other companies like <clears throat> off the top of my head I can't think of them, but there are some other companies that do way better, uh, in my opinion. What's uh, doesn't Oddside have a, a blood orange? I believe so. Beer? Yes. I can't remember what it's called, but they have a really good I one. Yeah, I believe so. I, I do believe it is. Yeah, it's like a it's a it's like a blood it's like something twisting on the cover. I don't yeah, know. it's I don't a know. it's a can. Yeah. With a, I think it just literally has a blood like a slice of an orange on it. This yeah. is good though. It's could good. be a correction for more refreshing. Week. This would this would go very nice with a nice grilled light protein mm. on a salad. Like a, on like a, a salad with like a, a nice fruity vinaigrette. Little little piece of flounder perhaps. with a, with some salsa <laughs> on the side. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed, bleed feed. feed. 
right, it's the bleed feed. This is where we tell you stuff until you bleed. And then you feed. And then and we then feed on it. Yes, that's gross. Um, let's uh, your, your let's start off with something else that's equally as gross. Okay. And that is a death. <clears throat> uh, uh, and not uh, necessarily horror related, with the exception of one song, perhaps. Uh, Cranberry's front woman, Dolores O'Rorian. O'Rorden. Rordan, yeah, Rordan. I can never say her last name. I can never say anybody's name. Let's be honest. But, There'll be a um, correction on that. She uh, she passed away at the age of forty six the other day, which uh, as now there's been no word as to how she seemed like she was healthy. I know that. Uh, oh, they came out. You didn't hear about it? No. Oh, what was it? Zombies. Oh. Ah, <laughs> come on. They did come say on. that she's been having health issues. She canceled part of her last tour. Yeah, she no, uh, I, she gets back issues. I know that, but nothing that nothing that I had heard seemed like it was necessarily like life threatening. No, I think Aaron actually read that she was uh, struggling with like, or at least in the past, had struggled with bipolar disorder and yes, stuff. So she had struggled with a lot of stuff her entire life. Yeah. Uh, to everyone though around her, though, it she seemed like she was on the mend and she was fine like yeah. for a long time she has been actually um and that's, that's the whole thing was sudden they, they well, haven't released anything yet yeah, that's the but, sh- um, well, and if it had anything to do with the bipolar disorder that's the crappy thing about it is like you, you can't really you can be on the mend sure sure quote unquote but it's it's not something that you ever really are free of you sure, know sure. So. it's like it's like alcoholism you know once you're an alcoholic you're always a recovering alcoholic well I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, I know it's different. Yeah. It's clearly different. But. Right. Um, but yeah, the Cranberries, one of my favorite bands in the 90s. Like, I say that about a lot of bands in the 90s because mm-hmm. I love that era of music. But I think I've told you before, like, her voice is one of my favorite female oh. voices of all time. Yeah, for I sure. I absolutely just adore her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just songs like Zombie, Linger, Ode to My Family, uh, Promises, Salvation. Like, they had so many freaking songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're Great all band. amazing. Right. Uh, so she will be missed. Yeah, that's um, a bummer. Yeah, that's a huge, huge loss. And to really young too, right? What? Forty-six. 46? Yeah, jeez. Yep. Oh, that's why, like I said, it just came out of nowhere. Yep. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We got a lot of news. I'm gonna try to get through this quick. Uh, Twisted Pictures announced that they are planning a ninth Saw film. So uh, Jigsaw did well enough. Yeah, uh, I think we saw that coming. Oh, right? sure, sure. <clears throat> I think they made it on something like a ten million dollar budget. They needed 40 to break even, and it made over 100. So, smashing success for Twisted. Oh, Jigsaw did? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, the Spirit Brothers, though, who did Jigsaw, are as of now, they are not coming back to direct. Mm. So, it's going to be fresh from you know ground up. So, we have that to look forward to. Uh, some Halloween casting. Will Patton is joining David Gordon Green's Halloween cast. Right on. You know, Will fucking Patton. Guy's <laughs> amazing. Um, he will be playing the role of Cop. Oh, cool. <laughs> no idea who, who he's playing, just that he is a cop. He's a fucking co-op. He's just, just, just a co-op, as, <laughs> as John says. Um, let's see here, moving on. Uh, a movie called The Family, uh, who, uh, which is being directed by a woman named Mary Heron, who directed American Psycho. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a new film uh, about the Manson family that is uh, being moved forward. And uh, interesting casting choice to play Charles Manson. Now, this is, takes place after they're in jail, and it takes place on a grad student that is working with three of the women that were part of the Manson family. Yeah. Uh, Matt Smith in is being cast in the role of Charles Manson. Really? Yeah, I know you're a big Doctor Who fan. I, I do. Think. I like Matt Smith a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think I could. I think I could see it. Is he? Uh, I've never. I've never. He's a really I've good never actor. Watched Doctor Who, so <clears throat> I'm limited in my. Uh, in my. I don't know which Doctor he was. I gotta look it up. Uh, uh, he was the hot one. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> They're all the hot one, oh, Mike. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, he was, he the things was, he did with that screwdriver. He, he's in, oh, he's yeah, in yeah, between yeah. David Tennant he and was, Peter Capaldi. He was who I was thinking of. He's the bow tie doctor. Oh, he was in Terminator? In Terminator? Yeah. Have you got the right? Oh, Terminator Genesis, probably. Uh, yeah, the one was, that I've never, I have not seen that one. No, I, I think I, and, and now that I'm actually even uh, like thinking about his facial features and stuff, I think that he I could can see it. They, they I showed think a, he could pull it off. They showed a photo of the two of them next to each other. I think I can see it visually. Yeah, I'm just wondering how, a, how he's going to portray the role. He's a really you know? good actor. I think so. he'll, I think he'll cool. dial it in. Uh, speaking of Charles Manson, uh, Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. is making uh, a new movie right now that takes place in 1969, around the time of all the Tate murders and all that. Mm-hmm. And while it is not specifically focused on Manson, it's about that era and the Tate murders, so it's, you know, about the family at least. Is this the one that he's claiming is his last film? Um, no, he's got one more after this. This oh, is his okay. ninth film. All right. uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has been cast as a role in his movie. Big shock that Leo is coming back to the Tarantino fold, but... Yeah. Um, Yep. That's pretty cool. Love me some Leo. Leo! There's definitely enough room on that fucking door for him. <laughs> um, we talked a couple weeks ago about uh, a new movie called Daphne and Velma, which is going to take a look at the basically beginnings of the Scooby Gang. Mm-hmm. We're both kind of excited about it. Like, kind of a cool cool take on it. Uh, more, uh, more, more information has come out about it. Uh, it's being the the Tisdale sisters. Ashley Tisdale and, his, and her sister are producing it. Oh, okay. And... Um, uh, it's being aimed at millennia, at the millennial audience and is a very contemporary look at the Scoopy gang. Mm. Yawn. <laughs> like, I, I lost pretty much all hope for this at this point. Like, Zoiks? Yeah, I yeah, just... That's, uh... They're going to change Zoiks to like, zop! Just because it's different. I don't know. I, just, I can just see them doing something stupid. Um, this is just fun. I've, I've been very excited about the Venom movie. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. I, I just cannot wait for this movie to come out. Um, and they have, they have just squashed rumors time and time again about this being part of the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. However, uh, there's a new rumor that is coming from a pretty trusted source that says that Tom Holland's Spider-Man will be in the Venom movie, which is pretty cool. Really? At least maybe just to set the character up and then they'll go their own way, perhaps. Because mm-hmm. maybe when I'm thinking that way, it's like loosely connected. Interesting. That's just kind of cool. Is if you're Tom into... Hardy still? Yeah, yeah. Cast. Tom Hardy is, uh, yeah, he's playing the role of Eddie Brock. He's the main. Dope. And uh, yeah. It's That's going to be, be awesome. Oh, I hope, I just hope it looks like Spawn. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of Halloween, uh, we're getting a 40th anniversary documentary to go along with the new film. Uh, in 2018 here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's being made by a UK company called Bloody Flicks, and it's aiming for an October release. So probably right around the same time as the new movie drops, they're going to capitalize on mm-hmm. the Halloween it's stuff. It's probably going to be bloody good, though. Pretty pretty bloody good. A bit of all right. Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I'm, yeah, so because this is the 40th, if I said the 40th year mm-hmm. of, of, of Halloween, so... It's going to be cool. I mean, there's been so many documentaries already, though. Like, what new could you possibly have to say in this this 40th documentary, except for talking about the new stuff, you know? Except for it's going to be with British accents, so it's well, automatically going to be cooler. The movies weren't made yeah. in Britain, so no. it won't no, be. it's all going to be British. Either we're going to America for the 40th anniversary. What kind of British accent is that? <laughs> Pikey. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. I'm still coming down from that Ayahuasca. Um, uh, Universal just—they just can't just just do something right. Universal, just stop. Yeah, they're resurrecting now. Bride of Frankenstein it was dead at one point in time, and now they have resurrected it. And yeah. no pun intended. 
and uh, they are moving forward with it once again. Uh, there's been a couple casting things, no one that I knew. Uh, I don't believe that there's a uh, director attached yet, but they have once again resurrected their dark universe. Uh, just just whole, fucking stop, this okay? Whole just such stop. a shit show. You need, they know, need to, they need to like, think... stop and remove themselves for a few years <laughs> and just look back at the shit show that has been their dark universe and start over. Like you... I'm all for them doing it, but get somebody in charge that can actually do it properly. Because because what's happened in the past two months? What, some what, what kind guess, of magic but... has happened in the last two months where they're all of a sudden feeling like yes? Oh, this I don't know what it was. Del Toro won a Golden Globe for basically Creature for the Black Lagoon. So oh. like, oh yeah, let's do that again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guarantee you that puts something back in motion. Uh. I'm sure they've been working on it this entire time, probably sure. redoing the script and all that stuff. Just, just, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, uh, Neil Bloomkamp. Uh, is beginning to adapt his Oats Studio shorts into features. Oh, cool. Uh, he's going to be starting with either Firebase or Zygote. Uh, Firebase was the, um, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Firebase was the war like the, the war one where they had like the creature that was like made of fire. And I, we I talked about I it. I haven't Firebase. watched it, I haven't I thought, watched it in I thought a while. That was, wasn't that the one where they were marching people out into the desert or no, something? No, no. That was... Uh, was that Adam? Yes, that was Adam. Okay. Uh, Adam's not on the list. A Zygote, I hope which he is starts like, with Zygote because, fuck, that short was so yeah, good. Zygote was amazing. It's a monster. It's like the monster one, right? The monster yeah. that was made of, made out of like a hundred different people. Yep, yep. Oh, Fucking man, awesome. So he cool. also plans on doing Raka, which I believe was one of the first ones as well. Yeah, Wait, so that one wasn't that wasn't that the one it had like lizard. I uh, believe like so. Giant yes. lizard monsters or something like I that. I believe so. Is this the same one that you showed me that short of the tree being in the woods? No, 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 no. no, no. That, that's that was that cuts. was from Bloody Cuts. Yeah, no. that's a, that's a, that's a different short. <clears throat> um, but he's doing all this through crowdfunding, and he just he's hoping that the he can ignite a spark into keeping the crowdfunding coming, and he that's how he wants to make all these movies. So he put up a um, he put up a. Uh, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a poll mm-hmm. to see which movie he, that uh, the fans want to start with, either Firebase or Zygote. Uh, as of writing, I believe Zygote was up by like one percent. Really? So we'll I, I need to watch Firebase because of it. Because Zygote was so good. I if 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 people are actually wanting Firebase just as much as Zygote, I need to check that one out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just excited to see him still doing it. I want to see more uh, features from my love Bloom Camp. I yeah. know it's like a, it's 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 kind of a lover love it hate it kind of thing with him, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm definitely in the love it camp. So uh, always exciting to see more coming from him. Well, he's he's as far as like the kind of the sci-fi uh, side of the genre. He's doing he's doing it better than anybody else yeah, right now. Yeah, he's like so. the sci-fi messiah. Exactly. Boom. <laughs> Coined it here. Messiah. Messiah. <laughs> Wait, that sounds like you're saying Mackay Pfeiffer or something. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, this sucks. New Mutants has been delayed ten months. Yeah. What the hell? Ten months. Why? I have my theories. Uh, Disney just bought Fox. Mm. This is a Fox movie. Disney's consi- consistently putting out superhero movies mm-hmm. they my guess is that they probably don't want to release two superhero movies li- literally on top of each other and they moved it to when they had an opening is my guess now they Why, said what's, what's the other one that it would be released uh, on top of i knew you were gonna ask me that i read it and i don't ah. remember what it was <laughs> um it might be the new dare no daredevil was fox I don't know. It doesn't I'll, matter. I'll, yeah, whatever. Look it up if you want to know. <clears throat> uh, they said today that the reason for the delay is that they they saw it, and now with the success of the new Insidious and horror still being good and it and everything else, mm-hmm. uh, that they that they want to go back and make it even scarier. Oh. That's what they're claiming. Well, I, that's it. Looks. 
pretty it fucking looks, finished. Yeah, pretty this scary. is the one that was that the superhero kind of turned horror movie. Yes, right? yes. Yeah. It looks to me pretty fucking finished. Yeah. Like I, I, I be, I'm curious to see if they're gonna add what they're gonna add and if it's necessary. I hope they're not trying to like overdo it now. Right. You know, maybe don't. Uh, yeah, because don't, the don't idea, fix it if it's because not the idea of blending superheroes with horror is you know it's something that's not really been done before. So I'm sorry, superheroes with what? Horror. I'm pretty sure you said whores. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, it didn't. It sounded like it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, Brothel man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 not really been done before. So no, you don't no. have to. So I I like strike a nice balance. You know, mm-hmm. don't the, don't try to make it an all-out horror movie. I completely agree. I think the closest they've been to like a genre flick outside of obviously the comic book part of it though is like, like Punisher maybe or something like that. That's real dark and yeah, vi- like hyper violent and all that. Right. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. Ten months to, to wait now. I was really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's said. a bummer. <clears throat> so that's going to be uh, first phase of 2019 <laughs> it's in now. Right on. So, see, they should uh, make uh, horror movies mixed with like family-friendly movies. Oh, like what? Like all of a sudden you see Mike Myers walking down the street and everyone's screaming, running away, and he comes up. He's like, you left your outside faucet on. And he shuts it <laughs> off for you and continues on the way. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. I like it. And he gets like a he gets like a perky dog sidekick or something. Yeah. 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 Air Bud. Has a, Air Bud comes out of oh, retirement. Has a as a side job is a you know he just he just redoes flooring in your house. Yeah. <laughs> Hardwood floors <laughs> throughout. throughout. <laughs> All right. Uh, very last uh, set of news here. Well, here let me hit you with a few blues oh, first. My apologies. Uh, this is this is really just for the UK audience, you know, because we have a giant draw in the UK. Huge presence. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but just in <laughs> case anybody in the UK is listening, uh, February twenty sixth, um, Attack on Titan, season two. Okay. Uh, is coming it's an out. Anime, on, isn't it? Is coming out on Blu-ray, I believe. So I've never actually watched it. No. I've heard it's really good. Yeah. Have you heard anything about it? Nope. I know a lot of people who like it. I just, uh, I've never... I hear the name all the time. I, I know literally next to nothing about it, though. Yeah. Uh, the art looks really cool. I don't I don't know. Um, uh, that's February 26th from Sony Pictures Home Entertainment in the UK. I don't know if that'll be region-free or just specifically UK. Uh, that comes with a, a ton of bonus features. Since none of us are really into that show, I'm not going to tell you so sounds good uh the saska sisters everybody knows them oh yeah dead Hook. american american mary right uh i believe that was their first one yeah no their first one was actually dead hooker in a trunk oh my my apologies the, <laughs> the old the old classic family film dead hooker in a trunk that's coming to blu-ray on uh uh i lost the date this is, uh, this is being put out by Disney, perhaps? Yeah. That, this, this is an animated yeah. film. Disney home, Disney home video. <laughs> it's a cross between Cars and Sleeping Beauty. She's Sleeping Beauty is just in the trunk of one of the cars. <laughs> oh, you know, it's it's not specifically a date. This is actually... Uh, so for those of you who are subscribed to Horror Pack, which I'm not, I kind of wish I was, but I, I just don't feel like shelling out the extra scratch right now. Um, but for those of you who are... Uh, Subscribe to Horror Pack. This is going to be in uh, a, a Horror Pack exclusive. Oh, Dead Hooker in a Trunk. Um, it comes with original theatrical version of the film, new audio commentary with directors Jen and Sylvia Saska, and frequent collaborator Kevy. Behind the scenes featurette, deleted scenes and alternate scenes, and original theatrical trailer. Cool. Um, Do we know what this movie's about by chance? Oh crap! I just closed it. Just to say a dead hooker that is my, in a trunk. My guess and, probably and a dead hooker okay. in a trunk. <laughs> oh, I thought it was about a strong female lead who's like a lawyer 
who uh, <laughs> travels around Jesus with a truck. And uh, here's here's a here's a fun one. Everybody loves Gate. Oh the yeah. Gate yes. and uh, Gate Two. The uh, full specs for Scream Factory's Gate Two just dropped. That'll be February twenty seventh, twenty eighteen, from Scream Factory. Uh, this is the first time it's available on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, new two K transfer. Uh, new. Ret- I'm only into that eight K transfer now. Yeah, okay. I know. <laughs> if I can't watch it on my twelve million dollar TV, <laughs> then I don't care. Uh, new Return of the Nightmare. A look back at Gate Two, featuring interviews with director Tibor Tekix, uh screenwriter Michael Nankin, and special visual effects creator Randall William Cook. New from the depths. An interview with makeup effects artist Craig Reardon, theatrical trailer, video promo, and video store contest promo, and still gallery. And that's about it for blues. Yeah, there you go, UK listeners. Yeah. I imagine if, if, <laughs> if we do have UK listeners, we did that little British bit. A well, no, they probably hate us. <laughs> they're they're like, it's all right. I'm going to go, my next journey is I'm going to go do Special K in the UK with JK from Jamiroquai. And then they probably sit around and make fun of how we talk for the entire hour and a half. Hi, guys. This is the Buzzkill podcast. My oh, name we're is. We're doing good here today. This is horror movies. We're going to go have ourselves some beers. <laughs> <laughs> it's Biaz, you stupid idiots. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, what's your last story? I'm, I'm interested, on the heels of that Gate 2 thing, I'm, I'm interested to see um, what the price point's going to be because Vestron has just released the Gate because uh, mm-hmm. they own the rights to that. So they Vestron just released their line of like throwback horror movies, uh, kind of like Scream Factory and Arrow is doing. And uh, all of theirs are a little bit more pricey than I'm willing to pay. They're like I think they're usually around thirty, thirty-five bucks. Vestron. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious to see if Gate Two now with Scream Factory, with probably way more on it, is going to be cheaper. I'm pulling it back up to see if there's um, a price point on it. <laughs> I'm. I'm curious to see how that's going to work out, just because of those, those Vestron releases. I just. I think I've said it before. I, they're they're way too expensive for for, for the amount that you're getting. Yeah. yeah, it's not. You don't really get too much new stuff. Yep. Um, um, while you're looking that up, I'm gonna hit my last piece of news here, uh, which I, which will excite the hell out of I think everybody in this room. Oh yeah. Uh, we uh, to plan a trip to Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas is getting the very first Saw escape room. Oh. oh. Multi. It's multi room. So you're working your way from room to room to room to room. That's cool. Uh, it's uh, it's it's filled with lavish, intricate puzzles, and it's one of the biggest escape rooms in the world. And it's all done up in the way that the saw traps and stuff like that are done. Wow. That sounds dude. awesome. I, dude, we need to go. Like, like we need to plan a trip. And if you don't make it out in an you hour, actually you die. actually die. You actually die. They, they actually take you out, uh, firing squad, in front of the rest of the crowd that's that's waiting to get in and just. Just pop you. Well, no, you die in the traps, you asshole. Yeah. That would make more, way more sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds all... awesome, though. We've we've done, uh, we did one escape room for, was yeah, that yeah. a couple years ago for my birthday? That yep. was for your birthday? Yeah. Have we you did, done any since? Uh, we did one, yeah, over the summer here. Uh, yeah, did location. you make it out this time? We got really close. We were like, small clue away we were like we were putting the code in on, on your birthday we were actually putting the final code in but we could we had the code wrong or something like that we were we did so we did one close. step wrong where we were like one digit yeah, off on the this code one was set up a little bit differently so I, I was expecting it to be like similar to finding the codes like that and we and finally they're like yeah if you would have just unscrewed this screw on this right here you'd have seen this button behind here and he pushes it and this bookcase goes and there's a hidden doorway where was this one um, in Royal Oak. Oh. And then there was like a, uh, you know, some, some other stuff in there for the final code to exit. It was cool. I think that, uh, because since we've, since we've gone to that, that one, I got like super obsessed with these escape room games. Yeah. 
like the iOS games and yep, stuff, yep. like the the box, the room. The uh, room they have the board awesome. game, Cube Escape. No, no, there's no. a board game. Yeah, we mm. bought it for Sarah's parents for for Christmas because they're into that kind of stuff. Yeah, and we we saw it months ago, and we're like, oh, that's cool, but it's it's probably never gonna take off. We'll pick it up later, maybe. We tried to find it before Christmas, sold out everywhere. Was it really? So yeah. people are obsessed with this yeah. stuff right now. I'm playing one now called uh, Da Vinci's, uh, I like Da, da Vinci's workshop or something like that, and. The I think I'd be better at these now because you literally like I don't think what I you realized. You look at everything differently. Well, I don't think what I realized the first time that we did it is every single thing in the room is put there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, there was one little screw that maybe it was sticking out a little bit. Right, like this one, we could pull the back of the chair apart. Like we could pull things apart, and if it was something you couldn't touch, it said, "Do not touch this object. You're not part of the game." Right. You know. Right. So like there was like a recliner chair or something. You could literally pull it all apart in pieces, and there were clues inside of it. <laughs> oh jeez. That's so much fun. I want to do another one of those. Soon. <laughs> I think my favorite type of escape, uh, escape room is when you uh, you break into somebody's house in the middle of the night, and then you just wait until they wake up in the morning, and then you have to. And get then you out have to get out without them seeing you. Yeah. yeah. That's that's my favorite kind of escape room. <laughs> but yeah, but that we we got. Like on a Vegas trip, man. Yeah, dude, I'm so yeah, into it. Awesome. Hey, my roommate goes to Vegas like every other weekend, it seems like. So we can just like travel Piggyback. with her. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. She, she can get us free flights. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Well, we got to do it. Probably cool. a free place to stay. Well, no, they got. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, that's it, though. I, actually, I got one last oh, piece of do? news <gasps> really quick. Okay. Mike's growing a beard. Oh, <laughs> he's bad, but it's actually looking like a beard now. Wait, hold on, wait, like hold on, now? wait, hold on. If I get really close here. <laughs> hold on. It's the same color as yours, you I can, I can almost see it. <laughs> it's about it's time. Her. It's taken uh, three months, I think, to get this. That's not three months yeah. worth of growth. Yeah, it is. Oh, my yeah, goodness. My beard hey, didn't grow worth shit. I still can't grow one. I know. You can grow a hell of a fucking caterpillar on that upper lip, though. Yeah, you got a good my, mustache. My God. Well, uh, Tom Selleck is is jealous of that thing. Well, that trumps all other parts of our news uh, today, so that that was that's it. Boom! That was the news. All right. We are going to take a break and uh, open the gates of hell. I'm going to run to the bathroom real quick, and, and my suffering is going to be legendary. I was going to say, by opening the gates of hell, I mean we're going to watch Day of the Dead Bloodline uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. We're talking about the bloodlines. Two lines movies of, in particular. Doing lines of blood. It's <laughs> just doing. Li- <laughs> no, be- before before we jump into this, do you uh, sounds messy? Do you guys know anything about your lineage? Like, do you have anything interesting in your in your bloodline? I know that I am of German descent. You don't know anything about your actual like ancient ancestors or anything though. Um. Well, I know that uh, because we all did came from Jesus. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I do know that Adam and Eve. Or yeah. Adam, Adam and Eve. <laughs> we all came straight from Jesus, baby. <laughs> I really don't. The uh, the close, closest thing I know about lineage to my family is I know that my family crest uh, has a stag on it. Nice. That's mm. that's. But about you don't it. know why? Because deers are cool. No, because <laughs> deers. I actually, deers. I actually have two family crests, both for the Baird clan. Yeah. Uh, Scottish. Baird is Scottish. One has oh. one has the oh. he- one has the. Kind sir. You Scottish too? Yeah. All right then. 
Uh, one has a the head of a um, a griffin, which is pretty damn cool. Dope. And one has a wild boar on it. And apparently, apparently, one of the original Baird clan members uh, saved William the lion while they were out on a hunting trip. Saved him from uh, a did, wild boar did when he they a were sliver in his foot. He saved the lion with the, no, the sliver. Sh- shut up. No, he saved <laughs> he up, saved Mike. him he saved him from a wild boar that was charging him in the forest. Okay. Mm. And so that's that's the the legend of the Baird clan. Anyway, I don't know if it's actually true or not. And that's pretty cool. Uh, we're just gonna go with that though, sure. Because it sounds cool. You keep, you keep saying clan. I'm thinking of like your ancestors in like caves, like they're the mm. <laughs> well. like cavemen. They're the clan, the, the bad clan. Well, no, all Scott, all Scots are from clans. Yeah, I know. I'm, my, just, I'm uh, just dumb. That's how my my lineage is on the Scottish. So I'm half German, quarter Scottish, quarter Polish, but the Polish is apparently folly. But <laughs> disregard that. Um, but the the Scottish part of it. Uh, we still have family over there that we communicate with. Oh, really? My uh, uncle primarily and his family, they went over there, stayed for a few weeks. Um, Anything cool, though? Like, did any of your ancestors, uh, I don't know, like, <clears throat> save William the Lion from a wild boar? I mean, I think it was <laughs> William the Lion, but, <laughs> you know, so my fam, oh, your fam clan, like, props and shit, but... Uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my whole body uh, tattooed in the Baird Tartan. Oh, yeah, we have the a Hague, full a full bod tattoo. I think we have two different. I think everybody, all of all, of, this is probably I'm probably way off, but I, I believe each clan has two tartans. They have a formal and a informal. A formal and a just chilling tartan. Chilling tartan. Yes. Um, so because when, when my uh, um, family went over there for a couple of weeks, my cousin wanted to. He went to like a custom tailor to try to get like a tie made out of it, mm-hmm. and uh, was declined. Why? I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I don't know if it's because we don't actually your, bear... Your family's in some shit. because we don't bear the same last name. Oh, uh, okay. Because that's the Stroders oh. last name, and we're from we're, we're descendants of the Hague. Oh, I see. Clan, so like it's Sid? like... I'm Sid See, I'm, I'm pure of blood, well, so I am an actual beard. I'm, I'm more... Both of my parents are <laughs> half and half. Well, so I'm, I'm actually... I'm Polish, Irish, German, and Scottish, but I... Since I am a Baird, I just... At tend- least you're a quarter cool. Yeah. So the only, Polish, thing, <laughs> the only thing you have on me is your Irishness, which explains your alcoholism <laughs> a little bit more than me. Amen to that. Cheers, I. I'm <laughs> Polish, which explains why I like pierogies. Mm-hmm. I'm French, which is why I like French fries. And baguettes. Oh. And, and French tickets. And Indian. And saying the word genre like genre. But uh, <laughs> Native, Native American Indian. Are yeah. you really? What tribe? A little bit of Cherokee. Are you serious? Oh. What percent? Uh, I I don't know honestly. Not my, to get a my, my, like, my grandmother was like, like her dad was, uh, like half or something like that. Like, could you go to college for free? Oh no, oh no. I was gonna say not <laughs> Actually, enough to get a scholarship. Was, when he was when his mom was pregnant, uh, she was riding in a Jeep Cherokee and he got into a car accident, <laughs> and part of it just indented into the side of him. So now he's part Cherokee. If you look at Jay's forehead. Real close, you can actually see the word Cherokee. <laughs> and, and, and since you're on the topic of uh, heritage, something really cool, which I, I might have shared on the show before, uh, my grandfather on my dad's side, um, uh, his great-grandfather was a prince of Poland. Really? Yeah. Wow. So you got that Polish prince money yeah, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> Or they just—he didn't—he wasn't actually rich. Few, he wasn't actually rich in gold or anything. He just, just had horses. millions of pierogies. <laughs> just a lot of horses. That's all you need. Pierogies so yeah, so and got, just mounds of uh, 
A little bit of little royalty in the blood. That's pretty cool. Blood, I just found that blonky. out recently. But what kind of pierogies? Because let's be honest, some are a little bit more rich than others. Cheese and potato. Mm. Potato and chive, I'll say oh, cheese. Oh, come on. What? What kind uh, of Pollocks are you guys? Why? What are you... sauerkraut pierogies? No. Yes, they are the best. No. Oh, fuck. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just have a, I quit. a fortune of Gwumki. No, I'll take the Gwumki. Shit. I say that word wrong because I grew up in Bad Axe and we're all a bunch of hicks. Did you say Gwumki? <laughs> you fucking hick. <laughs> All right. All right, now, All right, let's move on to a couple of, you, of shitty movies. Did any of you have toy makers in your family? Toy makers? Yeah. Uh, no. No? No. I had a map maker. Ooh, that's, that's, that's not quite a toy maker. I had a match. equally I had cool. a match maker. I, um, I made a stick one time. Some, somebody could use that as a toy, I suppose. <laughs> Any, anything's yeah. a dildo Michael. if you're brave enough. <laughs> there you go. Zero toy makers over here. Um, uh, okay, so the first movie we're talking about is uh, Hellraiser 4. Bloodline. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, speaking of Bloodline, can I have another one of them there? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. wait, there you go. Uh, so so here's, so here's the thing. Uh, Hellraiser is Hellraiser is an interesting franchise. Yeah. There's lots of ups, lots of downs. <laughs> uh, and I think that this one, uh, the, the fourth uh, fourth film in the franchise, I think it's 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 somewhere in the middle. You know, it's there's a lot about it that I like. There's a lot about it that I don't like. Uh, there's also a lot of history to this movie. So we're going to try to Dissect this a little bit. We're gonna kind of decompose this this movie here. You were gonna say decompose. I was gonna say decompress, but that wasn't the right word either. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this movie was uh, originally directed by a guy named Kevin Yeager, who was a uh, he's an effects artist. He's done everything. He's done Meister, Friday the Thirteenth, the Final Chapter, Nightmare on Elm Street Parts Two, Three, and Four, Nine Six Seven Evil, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He was the main uh, makeup artist on the Bones television show. Uh, So if you watch that show. Awesome stuff in it. Uh, yeah. So he's 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 been around. Um, if you look up a poster, however, for this movie, you will not see Kevin Yeager's name. You will see Alan Smithy, which is the universal name that the uh, 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 director's board guy gives whenever a director just walks away from a project and wants to distance himself from it and nothing to do with it. Really. Alan Smithy. If you ever see a movie with that name on it, it's because the director walked away and that's oh. it. That's a fun fact. Never I never that? No, I oh, didn't yeah. know that. That's yep. cool. Yep, that's how that's how they get credit for it. Uh, you lose like nowadays they don't I, don't. I don't even think nowadays they let you do it. I know Joe Lynch tried to do it on um, that LARPing movie he made. Oh, uh, uh, I can't think of the name of it for some reason. Uh, Knights Knights of Knights of Badassery yeah. or Badassdom. Knights of Badassdom. Yeah. He tried to do it, but uh, they actually don't let him anymore because there's a bunch of red tape and shit. Oh. Hmm. Anyway, um, we'll get into that whole story a little bit later, though. Uh, Hellraiser Four: Bloodline. Uh, you let's run through this cast real quick here. You have Bruce Ramsey that plays Merchant. You have uh, well, Valentin- he actually plays Philip Le Marchand. Le Marchand. John Merchant and Doctor Paul Merchant. He is the uh, he is the uh, when we get into the plot here, uh, he is the uh, recurring character, if you will, through the generations of his family. Right. I don't think he's supposed to be playing the same character. I've read online people think that he's like reincarnated. No, no, I don't no, buy no, that. No, no. I think it's, it's just, just to make you it's sure it's blood, the same. It's called Bloodline yes. for a reason. Okay. <laughs> that, that, I, listen, I, that's what I thought. Uh, you have Angelique, played by Valentina Vargas, mm-hmm. who is the, uh, the main... Um, I would say that she's probably even more of the... Um, the bad guy than even Pinhead is in this movie. Uh, she's she's the one. She's the bad guy that kind of. She's makes, there the whole time. Yeah, and she she she's the one that drives the story more. She's more the protagonist, I think, than than antagonist Pinhead, antagonist than, yeah. than Pinhead is. Right. Uh, speaking of Pinhead, yeah, Doug Bradley, the great Doug Bradley. That of is, course. 
in his fourth time playing Pinhead. Uh, let's see, uh, a lot of other people here. Adam Scott. Adam, Adam Scott. Don't skip time Adam on Scott. Big screen. <laughs> um, yep. This was. Uh, it was. I, I think. I think I had seen. I I was uh, I wasn't really late to the to the Hellraiser um, franchise as a whole, or or, or yeah, I, like I had seen I had seen Hellraiser when I was really young, yeah, and I had seen bits and pieces of all the other ones, and then uh, I think like three or four years ago I finally decided to sit down and watch all of them. As did I. This was a, at this point I was already a huge fan of the show Parks and Recreation, and I had seen Step Brothers. And uh, so I was aware of Adam Scott as a comedy guy, you yeah. know, like a, a comedian. So to see him when when I first watched this movie, to see him in that role, I was like, oh, this is so it's bad. I actually yeah. had to IMDb it. I'm like, is that fucking? <laughs> yeah, well, he's that's so young, he just oiled dude. his face up with some keels. <laughs> <laughs> Smoked a J in the fucking Land Rover. Um, yeah, so it, yeah, it's definitely odd seeing him in, in such a young role. Um, I don't know. Every, I don't know. Whatever. Well, no one else is of, of real note here. Cor- Cortland Mead, who, oh, who was in who was in Little Rascals. In every oh. kid movie ever, he was in Little Rascals. He was uh huh from Little Rascals. He uh-huh. was also in uh, the Stephen uh, the Stephen King adaptation oh, of The, the Shining, Shining yep. with the uh, the, the, the miniseries the McGarris version. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. He played that's pretty much. He played he played Danny Torrance. Uh-huh. See, that's, that's, uh, did he do anything else though? I don't. He I don't. He didn't look that familiar to me. Um, oh, Erica recognized him right away. Yeah, I think he was in a bunch of like kids' movies oh, back in the day. Enough. Fair enough. All right, so if you're new to the fran- uh, the Hellraiser franchise, let's catch you up a little bit. Uh, the franchise is uh, it, it centers around the lament. Lament right? configuration. Lament, I said it wrong last week. The lament configuration. You called it the lament. It's a puzzle box. It's the very famous puzzle box right. that uh, you know it's wood grain with the gold and everything, and it goes up and shit happens. Um, that was a perfect way to describe great, it. Great, great way to say it. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it centers around though this puzzle box that is basically was created and it serves as a key to hell. It opens up basically a portal where the Cenobites, which is Pinhead, like Chatterbox, um, all the other Cenobites, they can come through and. That's that's more or less. I don't think his name is Chatterbox. Well, I think it's just Chatterer. Or the Chatterer, sorry. <laughs> yes, that. That's uh, weird. An- Angelique, who is the like kind of the princess of of yep. hell. Yep. There um, was in the first movie. There's two other women as well. I forget their characters' names. Yeah. Um, but anyway, though, so the Cenobites come through when the when the puzzle box is open, and uh, and that's that's basically it. They they make people suffer. That's 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 essentially what the e- movie is. Exquisitely. Exquisitely. Um, <laughs> uh, so you have Hellraiser one, which was amazing. Hellraiser two, that in many people's eyes is better than even the first. I tend to agree because of the imagery in it. I, I like the almost all taking place in hell sort of imagery. Yeah. And their version of what hell is is amazing to me. It's like the labyrinth almost. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, Hellraiser three went off the rails a little bit. Hellraiser three is kind of where Pinhead became more of like a mainstream slasher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, they had a centibite that had a CD player in his chest. It was a little, <laughs> a little awkward. DJ. Yeah. Oh, was uh, that so, the one with Butterball too? Yeah, the, yep. the big fat one. So that brings us to the fourth uh, entry in the series. Now, this is the last uh, film in the series that Clive Barker had anything to do with. Mm. Clive Barker was an executive producer on this. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of control got taken away from him, even from this movie. But um, it was it was the last time that um, I got it here. Uh, it was yeah, it was last it was last film until Re- uh, Revelations that actually had an original script because every movie after this was basically <clears throat> Pinhead just injected into an existing script. Right. Um, yeah. So a which, lot of which is why which is why Pinhead's appearances are kind of kind of sparse. 
throughout, you know, the from, rest of them. Yeah, right. Throughout he shows the rest up of the pretty series. much at the end, which I'm not. We're not talking about the rest of the movies. I'm not. Oh, I'm not necessarily opposed to that though. I kind of like the idea that Pinhead is more of a secondary character. Um, that's just me. Uh, this is also the last Hellraiser movie to get a theatrical release. Oh, very, really? Very last one. So a lot of lasts for this entry yeah. in the franchise. And uh, so we, it's a weird movie to talk about because it takes place in three very separate and distinct time frames. Uh, Kevin Yeager's original idea uh, for this film was sort of epic. Like It was a really big... Uh, idea that they had to, to bring this movie to life. Mm -hmm. And um, so big that the studio just wouldn't give them the money for it. And so this movie suffers a lot from a lot of cutting and butchering, and that's even before Kevin Yeager left. Well, just based on the storyline, it's a pretty ambitious storyline. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't even think we read a synopsis, but uh, I'm sorry, basically no, you have, uh, uh, in the 22nd century, a scientist attempts to right the wrong uh, his ancestors created the puzzle box that opens the gates of hell and unleashes Pinhead and his Cenobite legions. So you have you have a Victorian storyline. Which serves as basically a prequel to the entire series because it shows how the, the puzzle how the, box was how made. How the box was yep. made um, by La Marchand, uh -huh. Philippe La Marchand, or Philippe. And uh, and then you have the modern day. modern day, so to say, 1996 version. <laughs> well, now it's the past. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you have the 22nd century version of, of, of these characters. It's basically in a spaceship, you know, orbiting Earth, and it's it's crazy. They're very, very separate, very distinct. Uh, right. So the so the timeline kind of bounces around, which I, I actually kind of liked. I, I, I thought, agree. I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, at first I thought I was watching, like, the wrong movie. Like, like there was some, like, I bought like rented the wrong thing or something <laughs> and i'm like okay it's going here we're in the future this looks like star wars okay now we're in medieval times what is going on and then my power went out for the remainder of the evening i got, I got about uh, almost halfway through what was the deal my, over there why'd the power go out Meteors. they had some big thing on the grid or something like that and the, the whole uh area was out Alien, aliens aliens yeah, it was like on and off on and off and then it was out for quite a few hours yeah so you never actually got to finish this one did, did you not. <laughs> no I, I saw enough of it i was thankful <laughs> that, that it went off. I, I, it's a weird, it's a weird flick. Like it, all the Hellraiser movies sort of have that that tone to them, though, where it, they don't look like horror movies. Like not not in your your general sense, at least. You know, like there's always more than just like the underlying horror. This one is more like time period pieces. The right. other ones are detective movies. Like they're they're not like your standard like sinister or conjuring or insidious type horror movies. Yeah, they right? don't they don't really they don't really necessarily uh, revolve around the demons, the Cenobites. No. Like no. the like you said, they the the Cenobites are almost like secondary to the story. Yeah, yeah like it's definitely a hard watch. If yeah. you're not knowing yeah. what you're diving into for you. Know? Well, and especially I, is it, I, especially if it's the first Hellraiser movie that you've watched. Right. Yeah. That's, that's that's where I was at. Yeah, oh that, yeah. That's, I've never I've never seen. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I've known the character of Pinhead from uh, as a child, you know, mm -hmm. when that stuff came out. But uh, also, I tried to like watch as they were uh, getting later into the movie, where things got a little bit more graphic, and was trying to eat <laughs> dinner. As I was watching this, and I don't get grossed out by a lot. I was, you know, on my way to being a paramedic firefighter. It doesn't, it takes a lot to gross me out, but I'm kind of like. What part was grossing you yeah, out? Yeah, I'm not really hungry right now. <laughs> like, I'm more just like eating to Can you eat think of a part in particular? It was uh, where they took the two security guards oh. <laughs> and like clamped their, their faces, faces and like 
made them into a Cenobite, basically. I like those guys. Those guys are cool. Yeah, the, tw- I, the I, twins. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching that, and I'm just kind of like eating them. <laughs> Turkey. I, I uh, think. I think roast. even. Well, in fairness, he, funny, made, I was he, actually, made, I was he made a sandwich. The two security guards were uh, were the bread. It's funny because <laughs> I was actually I was actually eating chicken while I was watching that scene. So yeah. you, you and I are poultry but poultry, poultry horror buddies. <laughs> poultry pals. <laughs> poultry pals. <laughs> so, but no, it was just a. It was the movie itself. Um, Would you say it was foul? To <laughs> ah, <laughs> this guy, um, but for this to actually be the fourth installment and to go back in the lineage of like how the box was created i'm like why wasn't this the first well because this was supposed to be the last of the series like they they had no intention uh, of wrapping up more at the this. end basically so they basically yeah. wanted to give they the origin story the fuck out of it yeah they wanted <laughs> to give the origin story and the ending all in the same movie like, like james said it was a very ambitious yeah. film mm-hmm. and um and clive barker himself wanted it to be very different than what three was he pref- he actually prefers this this movie over three mm-hmm. um which i tend to agree with it. there's a lot in this movie that i i liked i think that um i think that that doug bradley actually delivered some of his strongest lines as Pinhead, as the entire Pinhead character in this movie. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of... The dialogue itself was actually really good. Yeah. I will say that. The, like, you could tell there was a lot of strong writing behind it. Yep. But... That you, understood well, the character. Yeah. But, and like you've already said, the the whatever, um, whoever walking away from it, you can kind of tell everything, or the budget suffered. So things did kind of look a little... A little bit more on the cheese side, but some of them. Let I me. Mean, it doesn't. Yeah, the effects for '96. Yeah, I was gonna say the effects haven't held up. There's a scene in the beginning where, uh, and this is a. Uh, okay, so the, I watched. Are you talking about the autopsy watched, scene? No, I watched two versions of this movie, because there does exist a director's cut that restores what the original version of the film was supposed to be before uh-huh. Kevin Yeager left. And uh, when Kevin Yeager left, the studio basically uh, hired a guy named Joe Chappelle, uh, who was the guy that came in to fix Halloween 6. Oh, okay. And if you know the story of Halloween 6, there's like 45 minutes of footage that was cut out, and they reshot the entire ending of that movie. Yeah. So the same dude came in for Hellraiser 4 and reshot a lot of stuff, fixed it, and made it a little bit different. Now, there exists a director's cut that is based off of a shooting script and a basically a VHS work print they had made. Uh Uh-huh. The whole thing's not there. It's not complete, but it's more complete, you know, based on what they had. Um, in in and the only reason I bring this up is because in the version that that we all watched, uh, it goes, it kind of like goes back and forth. It opens in space, and then it jumps back to Victorian times when he's telling the story of his family. Right. That doesn't happen in the director's cut. Oh, it doesn't. In the director's cut, it opens Victorian. It actually goes linearly through the time periods. That makes sense. Uh, I think I've seen that version. Uh, it's on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube, and it's broken up into like nine parts or something like that. I think I've seen that version because I I, I didn't know that, but I, I have seen a version, now that I'm thinking about it, where it opened up in the yeah. Victorian storyline. I mean, um, I can see it making sense both ways, I think, just because we're so used well, to the Tarantino style of that's, starting at the end. Well, that's what I was going to say. For as much as everybody likes to say that this movie was bastardized and butchered and that it's not the original, I'm sure there was way more in the shooting script that never even got shot right. before he left. You know, I'm sure it was a very different movie on, on paper. That being said, between the two versions that are available to see, I don't think one's necessarily better than the other. The director's cut, you get a little bit more pinhead lines. 
Uh, there's no real gore that's added back in. There's a little bit more expose in certain characters, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, like in the modern day in the modern day storyline, for example. You get a little bit more idea of Merchant and why he's trying to build the box. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit more about his wife that suspects that he's having an affair the entire time. Like, say, do, you, do you get more nude scenes? Well, <clears throat> no, no more nude scenes. So, so I actually kind of I actually kind of like the the uh, the theatrical cut where Merchant doesn't even really know that he is building the box like he doesn't oh, in modern times like he's he's just yeah. an, he's an architect he is building this he's building this building that is is it's essentially a giant lament configuration yeah like he's uh they basically like uh once angelique comes into the picture and once pinhead shows up they basically explain to him we know that this has been calling to you like you built this because you were called to it yeah he your, has your no, blood is, is yeah he you. has no idea why he's why he designed this building the way that he did yep. and he's become famous for it he's like this famous young architect but this building is so bizarre and it's got all these like weird moving parts and stuff to it and he has no idea why he built it that now, way and i kind of like that idea that he yeah. is in the dark about it the you know? thing is though is that in the in the director's cut though there's a lot more expose of Pinhead actually explaining what that room does, because in, in the theatrical cut, it's, it's not real clear as no, to what like, exactly it does. Exactly in the in the director's cut, there is a little bit more expose about um, what that room means as far as what it is and why he needs to finish it. Is it necessary? From, is that expose necessary? I feel like it, it, it could does probably make have it help the story. Yes, it does. It does a little bit, but it's also kind of long and drawn out mm-hmm. and so i think i can sort of understand why they cut it I, to me like i can watch i can watch the theatrical version and understand it yeah like pinhead says what he says like he explains yeah. that uh with the box the box was just like a tear yeah that or it was a what is it he says it's a, it was a it was a crack in the floorboards and we've been forced to crawl through it like vermin for the yes. past you know yeah. however millennia and now this building is a giant it's a, it's a, version. It's a giant hole that's going to be opened up and we're just going to be able to freely walk it's a huge gate basically yeah. right yeah. and well, just by also, him saying that you get the gist of what this thing is yeah. i don't think you yeah. really need it to be explained to you alternatively though he's also trying to build another box that has the use of light that's the other main uh, thread that goes through all the time period i forget yeah. the name of that one that one has um, a that one has a yeah name. there's a different name for it but the the original puzzle box basically opens the gates of hell uh, the toy maker that made the original, uh, if you've never seen the, the the movie, the toy maker that originally made the original puzzle box was worried after seeing what it did, and uh, the 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 more or the mortician uh, while cutting up a body was like, well then make a box to close it, and so that's kind of the thread that goes throughout the entire yeah, movie. Make, right? make a weapon to there's kill him. Yeah, there's a second box that he's trying to build that that basically gets infiltrated with light and it shuts the doorway. Yeah. That's basically what it is, and every generation. He's trying to build that light box, but doesn't succeed. Well, right. and the funny thing is, is like that. What what kind of confused me about it is that they were trying. Like Pinhead is like, "Oh, you must com- you must complete this." It's like, do you know what he's? Building? Well, I think it's because. Well, I think that I think it's, that it it's can to be kill used, you. <laughs> I think that it can be used both ways, though. Is my is my guess? Well, because I mean that that doesn't actually right. get fully explained. No, I'm sorry. You're saying that they're trying to tell him to build the other box. Well, no, yeah, they're telling him to because like no, Mike they're telling him they're up. telling him to finish the room. Mike just yeah. Oh, they're telling him to finish the yeah, room. The, the big the big massive room. The, the giant oh, room serves yeah. as a giant uh, lament configuration. He's making the light oh. box on his computer, and he can't seem to. And he he doesn't know he doesn't even know what, what that box is. what the purpose of that box is. He just he has these plans that uh, Philippe Lemarchand Le 
made. Yeah. And he doesn't know what it is. All he knows is that he wants to make it. All I yep. can say is is that like the the ending when like when they finally get into space and he uh does the hologram. Uh-huh. I was like, "Oh. Oh, the old switcheroo." <laughs> and it all starts like closing up and I'm the like, old, "The old two pocket show at Coachella." <laughs> I, I I didn't I didn't genuinely did any of you like the first time actually seeing this movie think that that space station space station closed i thought it was just a giant like i don't solar remember. panel style yeah i don't remember what i thought the first time i saw it. i've seen the movie before <coughs> so i knew what it was i don't remember what i thought the first time i saw it okay but um the uh, it the is, first it time is a I... pretty obnoxious looking space station though well that's that's <laughs> what that, i was the end it all makes sense the first it time does. that i saw it the first time that i saw it as it started to close up i was like oh no way that's awesome it's so bad. but then as i was watching it this time around now that i know that this thing is the giant light box yeah. i'm like how did he? This is a huge space station. Huge, huge. How did he, how did he convince? Like, obviously, you you need like government funding for this. Well, he probably. How did he? How did he show him the plans for this thing? And 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 they like this. The whole the whole the design Listen, of the thing is so impractical. Listen, You're like, how how are you going to hey, justify the way this thing is set up? He said it would make billions and billions of dollars. <laughs> well, let's talk about that space station a little bit. In in that opening beginning scenes there, anything reminiscent of a uh, uh, Terminator T2 to you? I got a little bit of a Terminator oh, the, vibe the, out of it. The, about the machine that's opening the box. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the machine skeleton <laughs> with the glowing red eyes. Yeah. I, I, I was like, what? Which movie that, am I, I got, watching? I, that's what I got confused. I was like, why is there a Terminator in this it really movie? Does, it is really there a does. Crossover? That I don't know about. It's actually it's just a leftover T one thousand from uh, yeah, or Terminator yeah. unit from T one thousand. Yeah, that's it. That's that's all it is. Yeah, but. So I thought like the ship itself was designed like that to absorb solar energy. That would make sense. And the they, don't, they don't ever say it, the, but and the spinny thing on the side was a kinetic energy. Yeah, that would make sense. That that's what I genuinely thought. So the the downside though of trying to make a movie that has three separate stories in it is that you really don't have a lot of time to explain much of anything well, if, in any particular story. If that was that's in, the main issue with right. doing a movie like that. What well, would that's what's what happened in '96? If that was made in modern day times, that would be made into three separate three hour movies. Probably. They they bought a franchise they, they would and make a cinematic a universe and yeah they would tie <laughs> yeah. up Adam Scott for two years <laughs> <laughs> two years ten year contract bitch <laughs> well he's only well no he is in the he's in modern day too oh they'd bring him back they'd bring him back well, he he would be tied up for six years yeah. you're not being funny for six years <laughs> oh damn you know Del Toro would be attached to direct it and then he would lose Paul Verhoeven might take over and then last minute so wait you know uh, uh, what's his name Peter Jackson would step in <laughs> right right you would you would be called. I'd be I'd be called. You would be called. Oh, I'm into it. I mean, I'll admit. Frodo's needed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you. you who don't know who Mike is, uh, he has a striking resemblance to uh, Elijah Wood, the hottest of all the hobbits. Let's be honest. Hey, here. like I said, man, you 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 ain't did no a movie. One, ain't no one going after that Samwise, all right? I'm, I'm a Bilbo guy. <laughs> you you did you did the movie with Sasha Gray. I did. And uh, that was it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. So let's finish up. Uh, let's finish up Hellraiser here. Uh, so now we're in the third act. Uh, it, let's talk about how he he tricked Pinhead. Let's talk about that. It was because, crazy. Because, well, I feel like Pinhead. He's he's like a fucking god, right? Of the underworld. Demon. I, demon. Whatever. I feel like he would see through a a hologram. Hologram. 
Like, yeah, I, I, feel know, like, I feel like he's way smarter than they get fooled by a hologram. I don't know, man. And I don't think in hell they have the technology. <laughs> <laughs> he, I don't, Touché. It was a, Touché. It was a pretty good hologram. I was though. convinced. I was convinced. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I don't know. It, it seemed, seemed odd to me that like, he I mean, wouldn't you can't, know that it was a hologram. You can't chain hook a hologram. True. That's just... It's going to go right through it. I don't... I, I guess... When, when, did, uh, when did Merchant turn around and go back to the ship because he's he sent rimmer which by the way a terrible name for a character <laughs> rimmer. he sent he I sent he sent the uh the she it was uh the the um the female what were they they weren't army or a, i mean sure for lack of a better the, word the they space were the army i don't know space, <laughs> space marines uh so he sent her to the to the escape pod yep yeah and then he said i gotta go do something i'll be back they never, I mean... Well, he did say he's not... They have to keep the surprise that it's a hologram to, to the end of the movie. But when did he go back? That's well, he said he's not, he's not crazy enough to sacrifice yes, himself. Yes, right. it just dawned on me. That's when he did it. He probably yeah. went up to the control room, made a hologram right there. He goes, I'm not stupid enough to die up here. Yeah. But there was... He was in the control room pressing buttons and stuff. Yeah. Physically then, pressing oh, buttons. When did he go back to the actual probably, spaceship? Probably, he was, he probably he was right in there. the control room physically pressing buttons, and then Pinhead showed up right in front of him. Yeah. So when did he get away from Pinhead he probably to had, make it back to the escape oh, pod? I got it. Somewhere. Right there. He probably already had that hologram made before the well, space Well, this was part of his plan. Up. My point yes, is, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure at that point, once they were in the control room, Pinhead didn't let him out of his sight. No, he left. He disappeared. Remember when Pinhead was monologuing? He turns around and he's gone. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Oh, you're totally right. Oh, you call yeah. him monologue. Let's just agree. Let's just agree that uh, he did it in the edit. Sure. <laughs> well, it was. I think. I honestly think that's what he was doing in the control room. Is that before the space popo showed up? <laughs> space it was all like you can sign off now. Um, that he already had this stuff done because they even say like he's dismissed his whole crew. He's up here by himself. Why is the guy who created this trying to destroy it? So he opens the box. I think as soon as he opened the box and the Terminator blew up, that <laughs> everything no. was already everything was already set in motion. <laughs> like it was already ready to go. Well, he was. Yeah, he had the countdown going before the space yeah, exactly. boat showed up. Exactly. Like he had the so countdown going. Like he I was... think that hologram was already done. He probably oh, had yeah. to hit a button. Exactly. Yeah. That's what he was doing in the main control yep. room while. Pinhead was monologuing. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, so I just want to, before we uh, wrap it up, I wanted to bring up a couple things, interesting things that I thought because uh, a few episodes ago, it might I don't know, might have been ten episodes ago, but we were talking about uh, Disney picking up Marvel. Yep. And how we were kind of worried about the release of. Uh, I know exactly what you're going to say. Of content that people wouldn't really want the House of Mouse to deal with, but this uh, Walt Disney Pictures. Uh, actually purchased Miramax Films before the release of this movie. Now, Miramax owned Dimension, didn't they? Right. So the initial slate of films that Miramax would be releasing under Disney uh, included Hellraiser, Bloodline, Scream, The Prophecy, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, and Mother's Boy. So there was like a huge outcry from people yeah. because they didn't want Disney <laughs> dealing with, with uh, horror movies. Yeah. So although this is back in the 90s and things were a little, like, you know, Loosey goosey. A little more loosey goosey. Uh, 
you know that could that could say something about yeah, our, our worries for what's what's to come well, with this, the the Marvel universe. This goes back to what we were saying before too, though. Just make sure they just just release it under a different banner that Disney just happens to own, and yeah. just keep yeah. the Disney logo off it. That's all you have to do. Well, I think the whole like genuinely the whole current situation that's happening now is just to finally own the rights to all the characters. Oh, sure. Right. That's exactly what it was. So And um, and then one more thing that I just wanted to bring up because I was just looking at the cast right here. Yeah. So you had uh, Ren T. Brown who's uh, is a black guy. He played the he played the uh, character of Parker. Yeah. yeah. And then you had Paul Perry who played Edwards except for Parker gets skinned at one point in the movie. Yeah. And... Paul Perry, the white guy, played the skinless Parker. Oh, really? <laughs> so once once they once they skinned Parker's character, they had a white guy play the skinless character. Isn't that interesting? That's that, what's seems, the, that seems real racist. What's the deal? That seems real racist. Underneath, I under the skin of every black man, there's just a white dude. Are you? <laughs> this is, no, no, no. Am this is getting what, triggered. This is, this is they, getting triggered. This is what they say at the end of Star Wars, where uh, you know Darth Vader, he's the he's the giant black figure, right. and under, you, you pull up that mask, and there's just a crusty old white dude mm-hmm. underneath it. <laughs> People have been saying James that Earl for years. Jones is just a crusty <laughs> white guy. I don't think I meant to start a conversation about like <laughs> about racism Mike. and no, stuff. No, that is odd though. But it's, that is odd. Maybe it's just because maybe it's because Paul Perry is uh, more gaunt. So like so with him like, with yeah. him with the with because if you know, put the prosthetics on and stuff, you'd probably need a person with a thinner frame why and a thinner face to skin? look why like he was skin. Right? Yeah. So yeah, no, that makes may, sense, maybe that's why Justin, they did it. But I just I saw the casting and I was like, that's kind of interesting. Justin, your sister probably could explain that. Yeah, probably. So um, anyway, that's uh, one more little factoid here. I feel as though this comes up in almost every movie we talk about, but. At one point in time, this movie had other directors attached to it. One was Stuart Gordon, well, was attached to direct this, which I think would have been awesome because I love Stuart Gordon's work. True. Another person who passed on the project, Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> probably. Can you imagine if he probably had said, for the best because he wouldn't have gotten that? Can that you Golden imagine Globe? though, <laughs> right? If he would have said yes to all these movies he was at one point in time approached with or attached to. Like the movies that he would have made would have been legendary. Like I think that insane. I think to me I think that to me that that says something about him though and like how well he knows himself as a director. Like he he said in his acceptance speech, he's always been faithful to his monsters, to his monsters. Yeah. I think he likes to direct the monsters that he's are in his mind. You know oh, what I mean? Oh sure, yeah, yeah. They're his babies. Yeah, there's his kids. Monster right. babies. I, so I, that's I have some experience with monster babies. <laughs> so that is Hellraiser Four Bloodline. Uh, like I said, I think we can agree that it's it's not the worst of the bunch, not the best of the bunch. It's, I actually, it's somewhere in the middle. You overall, know? I I kind of like this movie. I don't know it's if that not, I enjoyed it. In the scheme of Hellraiser movies, especially though, it definitely floats more towards the top. It's, yeah. it's it, people overlook this movie a lot. I think uh, right. I did for a lot of years actually too. My buddy Chris, who's the one that gave me the director's cut. He loves this movie. He thinks it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm also a fan of three, though. I think three's fun. But um, which one was that? It was, that like was, pin, it was Pinhead in statue form. In Hell the on Earth. <laughs> yeah. Hell on Earth, right? Yep. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah. So if you're, if you're interested, in that sounds uh, interesting. Uh, look it up. So uh, rolling right along, the next movie that we talked about just AKA came out. A movie not to look up. Uh, I'm just gonna get that out of the way right now. A movie not? No, I th- I think that people <laughs> should still go and watch this one. Just to, I I, I want to hear opinions about this movie. But this is Day of the Dead, Bloodline, uh. from 2018. Just came out on January 15th. Uh, January 5th. Sorry. Straight to video. <clears throat> um, 
Which, it you was, know, it was in theaters for less than a week. I tried to go see it in theaters. It got pulled. Really? Like a week it later, got pulled quickly. Gone. It's no, dude, there, it's nowhere in the entire Metro Detroit area. So Nowhere. I kind of, <laughs> after, after seeing it, I kind of wondered if it, it's, uh, some of the subject, some of the subject matter, especially in, uh, like our current social climate and yeah. everything that's going on in Hollywood with like, with Harvey Weinstein and stuff. I kind of wondered if some of the, some no, of the, some gonna... of the storyline in this movie was like a little bit. Uh, dodgy for no. If they were going to edit it, they would have done it well before release. You think they so? wouldn't. They knew. They knew what was in it. They knew what was coming out. This came out well after the scandals took place. Okay. If they were going <laughs> to edit it, it would have been like not to just to go on record. Not that I was watching it and thinking, oh, that's you. You can't do that. You can't say that. You know, because like I don't. Well, in, in it, fairness, a lot of the stuff you can't. <laughs> well, no. You, oh yeah, no. Like you, what what they what the guy does in the movie, you can't do. But um. I'm I'm not saying that like you can't put it in a movie because yeah. you, you can, even though it's uncomfortable to watch. But uh, uh, so so basically, you have a, a small group of military personnel personnel and survivalists uh, dwelling in an underground bunker as they seek to find a cure in a world overrun by zombies. Now that synopsis on its own, I was excited. Like we talked about this a couple <clears throat> weeks ago on the New Year show. I'm I was excited for this show for this movie because it it looked like it could possibly be a little bit more of a faithful remake to the original Day of the Dead. Mm -hmm. I love the original Day of the Dead. It is my favorite Romero movie, hands down. Mm -hmm. It's my obviously my favorite of the of the Dead series. Um, I think it's a, it's a damn near perfect uh, horror movie. It mixes your social commentary with your with just good fashion, good old fashioned zombies, mm -hmm. good storytelling, good act. Like it's just a great movie. Um, so when I heard that they were making a remake of this, I, the first trailer that came out for it, I was not sold. Because they didn't show any of the military bunker stuff, and I go, oh god, they're doing it again. We already got two Day of the Dead remakes, the the, the remake and the sequel. They mm -hmm. were just like you could literally like like piss on like the floor, or call it a movie, and it would be a better movie than those. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna try that and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, though, so I, I saw this though, and I go, okay. Based on the second trailer, they showed more of that military aspect, more of them living underground. They have a new character that takes the place of Bub. Bub was the the zombie that like was not like the other zombies. He like he was more learning. Like he he was he was picking up things as he went along. He said some of his humanity was like very very slowly still under the surface, he's, like coming back. He still had his wits about him. He and, gets triggered by things. <laughs> and in this one, they have a new zombie like that uh, by the name of Max. And uh, I go, okay, Max is, doesn't look like my favorite character. He gave a real stupid grin in the uh, in the trailer. I'm like, okay, looks looks really dumb. But you know what? If that's the only thing that he does, I don't like. Then then I can I can get past it. <clears throat> the second that we started this movie, you knew there was just something not right. <laughs> like you know, you, immediately you're just like, oh boy, oh well, boy. <laughs> I, I I paused. I paused it. Well, you paused it too. Fucking many times. <laughs> you can piss off, John, because this is the way we watch movies now. I, so I paused never it. Invite me over again. I paused it like five minutes in, and I go, I I go. First of all, I go, why? What's with the terrible ADR? Yeah. Uh, ADR, if you don't know, is the is it. What is what is ADR, James? Dubbing, basically. James. Dubbing. <laughs> um, it's it's when they go back and they and they they dub the actors' voices afterward. And yep. I was like, and there was one character in particular. I was like, why is this? Why is this girl ADR like so poorly? And then I 
about two minutes later, I pause it again. I go, I get the very real sense that a lot of these people, English is their second language. So then we lo- we looked it up and we we saw that the uh, shooting location was primarily yeah. in Bulgaria. We started looking Which, at some of the no, IMDb uh, entries for some of these actors. And No disrespect to the actors. No, no, no. That being no. said, it was distracting as all all hell what i what i said was what i said was why do you have to why do you have to have these people put on fake american accents Mm -hmm. why not just make the location of this place ambiguous and just say we've got people from all walks of life we've got people from all different countries and regions like uh and 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 like why do you have to make everybody american money because yeah, because, in that, because in that America we expect everyone to talk with American accents. We a, all speak it's American. Same, it's the same reason that it's the same reason that they dub movies that would normally have subtitles. What do you mean yeah. I have to read? No, honestly, what I, kind of, what kind of movie is this? So we were talking about this last <laughs> night, and it didn't really. It, it I didn't go really, theater to see a book. <laughs> it didn't really click in my head, but I, I believe I do believe one hundred percent genuinely that it's a budget thing. Oh. A, well, a, wait, a, a budget, budget thing? Like they probably don't like. It's like, oh, they're gonna go shoot a movie in Bulgaria. Oh, the fact oh, well, they yeah, shot the, Bulgaria. They're gonna yes. shoot everything and pay everybody <clears throat> so much less. No, that's, oh, that's, that's exactly that's, what that's it is. not my point. That's I'm not saying, my that's point. Why. Like, no, obviously, shooting in it Bulgaria was distracting as fuck. Shooting in Bulgaria is much cheaper, and and having and having actors, uh, you know, like less less known actors, you can pay them less. That's fine. My point is. We've we've become accustomed to as as Americans, Americans. as Americans we've become we've become accustomed to everything uh, being made just to serve us, and this is a this is a prime example. Like yeah. you have there are there are some American actors in this movie. Sure, they brought people. They did bring people with them for the production, but right. to fill those a lot of those small roles. They casted abroad, but honestly, God though, even in even in 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 uh, where is it that they filmed Bulgaria? Uh, Bulgaria. I want to say Bucharest. <laughs> uh, in Bulgaria, though, uh, one of the guys that we had the biggest problem with was like Jamaican. He wasn't. He wasn't even Bulgarian. Um, I I wouldn't necessarily say he was. Jamaican. Well, he sounded. It sounded. It didn't sound like Bulgarian. Put well, it that the only way. thing is, is that he was Jamaican Mike Crazy. <laughs> he was Jamaican McCrazy. Oh, he. Uh, well, he was born in London. Okay, but he is of Jamaican, Cherokee, Ghanaian, white, and Chinese. He's wow. Yeah, a lot of different. My point but, is though, he didn't have he even he had a different accent though. Like he clearly wasn't from there. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying is what I was is is all I was getting at. Well, well the only... and, the, and then they kept injecting like these very American sort of concepts. He's got a basketball like, jersey. <laughs> well, well, there was like at one point him and another guy are are they're like in the mess hall and they're like going through the line to get their food and they're and one of them saying. Oh, rest assured, dude, if uh, my Yankees played your White Sox, they're going to win. You you can be sure of that. And I'm just like, I'm like, and, and well, the zombie apocalypse happened six years ago, so there's no baseball teams no. anymore, first of all. Why zombie, do you have, zombie baseball. Why do you have to, like, it, it, it's they like. your arms as baseball bats. It's like it was written, in, it was, it's like. <laughs> it'd be amazing they throw heads use arms come on it'd be amazing it, it's like it was a written, Leggyville slugger it's like it was written like specifically like in case you were wondering if we're American we're definitely American I I just like I like yeah. I said I, I, I don't think to me personally make the location ambiguous and, and just let people have the accents that they have I don't think you need to go through all this bullshit to make I, sure that it's 
yeah. that everybody comes across as American. Well, I thought even, that. Well, but that's, say, that's just me, though. Well, they know. even say like as she's do, kind of doing the um, the monologue over the scenes of like her running. It's like she, I made it to a base or a safe area, and they transferred me here to do research. So there's, like there's, it, they kind of make it known that it's like these people were put there <clears throat> by the government to create a cure. But she doesn't actually say. Does she say like? A state or a country or anything no. ever. Well, see, I got the impression too, though, that like they didn't give a shit about her cure. They were just letting her work on it. They that's were kind much, of what I got. Like, I don't I, think they brought yeah. her there specifically to do that. I think that that's what she started doing. No, I think they because she does say she was mentioned. Like I was put here. Like I made it to this safe yeah. area, well, and well, then I was she, put here. And then I okay, I think you're right. You know, I might go with you on that one. That, yeah, that she I, just kind of started doing it. I'll be honest with you, I wasn't paying that much attention to it. <laughs> I tried. I'm be completely honest. Well, with I, you. I, I was because I can, I can, I can. Uh, going, going multitask, but no. They, quick, so quick, she, before we move on, I'm sorry. Before we move on, yeah. Did anybody else find it extremely distasteful though that you're talking about when they're in line at the. Uh, they're in line at the mess in the mess hall, yeah. and they're talking about baseball and Red Sox and Yankees and yacht. Yeah, the 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 one the one black dude has on a a, a, a basketball jersey that just says Urban. <laughs> and I, I thought that was like so distasteful. But what you're talking about, the how they they tried to be like so on the nose about literally everything. Yeah, and that stuck out like a sore thumb to me. And it's just like it's like come on. Well, and and you even it's were just, mentioning come the on. the. It, and we we paused the movie and the still of that scene of the kids standing in line. They were being very like, oh, look, I, it's very obvious that we're in America. Oh, yeah. Except for the one kid <laughs> in the back of the line, which is, is a very dominantly no, like noticeable European style of dress with his... his well, he's dressed like a, like a, like a, uh, like a kid who was... Like a football firmer, you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. I just, it's like his firm's about to go fight another firm. They they went out of the their way. Match. They went out of their way to be on the nose with everything, and I think that went a little bit far at times, and yeah. it could be construed as a little little bit weird. Yeah. yeah. And something that it's like, come on, people. Well, it's, it's just one of those things that, like, I, one of the other podcasts I was on, it was like a movie. It was about a bunch of people that, like, I made the comment of, I felt that this movie was just made by people who were kind of just loose fans of horror. Like well, this, this, this was movie... made by the same people that made that new Leatherface movie that bombed. That was like like suppo- I didn't, I haven't seen it. There but was, was supposedly... a new Leatherface movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did too. They did uh, they did a Texas Chainsaw 3D and then a prequel called Leatherface that came out like what a year less than a year ago. Yeah, and, just a few uh, and, ago. and it, but it bombed. It was and it got horrible reviews. People were saying that it was just awful. Same company made this movie. And it's like, uh, stop fucking touching horror franchises. Okay, you're done. Your card, yeah. your horror card, yeah, you, reject it. Or just, just give it back. If you're, you're even done. thinking about it, just <laughs> just down. Just down. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Wait. So James, what do we got for uh, cast in this? Anybody notable? Um, Sophie Skelton played the uh, the main protagonist uh, female. She, she looked familiar. She was. Um, I feel like she's done other. She did look really familiar. I don't know what else she was from. Uh, let me see real quick. She was in Outlander. Don't know that. Another mother's son, Ren. I don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> she might just have one of those faces. Oh, she's on the uh, that Doctor's TV series, or Ooh. or was on it anyway. I ro- oh, is, it, is this a continuation though? Maybe the the, the, the zombie apocalypse happened in that world, and she's <laughs> the doctor. The oh. doctors. <laughs> As Probably uh, for me the the most recognizable person was Jonathan Shake. Yeah, yeah. Who uh, I mean he's been in a ton of stuff. I know I know him best because one of my guilty pleasure movies is that thing you do. Because mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. we used to 
Back when we were on tour, me and... Thing you do. Oh, yeah. Back when we were on tour, we used to pop that thing on in the van. You pop the VHS in. We had the little TV in I the van. I thought you were talking about the strap The on. little 10-inch <laughs> ten, ten TV between the two front seats. But, uh, no, Jonathan Shake, he played... Uh, he was the... Singer, right? Yeah, he was the lead singer. I think his name was Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I but he was so. also in uh, Jonah Hex. He's on Ray Donovan, that really Wait, he was, popular uh, show that with uh, Leah Schreiber. Yep. Um, he had Liv Tyler was his uh, lady, right, in the movie? That thing you do? Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. And yep. then she ended up with the drummer. Yeah, Spartacus. Uh, there's, also, there's also an actress named Lillian Blankenship that is in this movie. I wonder if she has any relation to Kenny Blankenship from uh, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Go! Get Eliminator! <laughs> So, so not really much of a noticeable or a notable cast. Yeah, but this this was very obviously a low budget attempt at a remake two movie. Now that 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 yeah. is not bad on its own. That's less than a lot, and especially in this day and age, horror movies yeah. especially are not getting the budgets that a lot of other remakes right. are getting. That being said, though, I don't I don't know that I understand why this movie was made other than cashing in on a name. And it yeah. pisses me off when movies that are made because it <clears throat> soils that name. Like, yeah. It really, really does. Like you have you have a movie Dawn of the Dead that spawned a remake that when handled properly, God forbid you, you give anything else to Zack uh <laughs> Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, but like when handled property properly, it's 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 proven <clears throat> that you can make a good updated remake of these old classic movies right yeah. and and it just pisses me off that these classic movies are not treated with more respect well I, I just the direction they took this one in so uh, so max is essentially the new bub yeah from day of the dead yeah. and the his backstory is so um zoe uh zoe played by sophie skelton is uh, a, a grad student at a, at a medical school and she's doing research and Max is one of her patients who she's been taking frequent blood samples from because he has some like the elevated some some sort of platelets or some something. sort of anomaly yeah. in yeah. his blood that is piquing their interest. So she's doing research on him. Turns out he's a total creeper and obsessed with her. Obsessed <laughs> with her, and he you know he, at one point he lifts up his sleeve and shows her that he has carved her name into his arm. I'll, I will say this: really good line work. Yeah, that carving. Yeah, Alex man. Sheldon will be proud. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really good. Well, line I, I believe as far as it shows that he's a lefty, as, as, as far as on his right forearm. Yeah, as exactly. far as like self scarification goes, yeah, he's pretty I mean, damn good. <laughs> so then he ends up. They're they're having like a uh, a celebration of sorts. It, it probably end of semester. Yeah, end of semester celebration. She. Why, why does she? She ends up in she, the morgue she for has some to, reason. They were holding the two little uh, six. Six kegs. Oh, the, the pony kegs. The pony kegs oh, yeah, in the morgue. <laughs> Great spot. They had the pony uh, kegs stored. Spot for they had the pony nice kegs cool. stored in the uh in the, the body lockers, which is kind of hilarious. And uh But she picks it up like a champ. Well those things aren't that heavy. Um a sixth barrel, those aren't that heavy. But uh she, McGee over here. She uh I mean <laughs> she ends up in the morgue and then she's confronted by Max yep. who Goes, he's, a, he, he, he's, a, he's a bit rapey. Yeah, he full on goes to rape her. He attacks her, and then he and then he says like, "You're mine." That's yeah. just the way it is. He goes to rape her, and then a body that they were doing an autopsy on earlier in the movie suddenly comes to life, bites the shit out of Max, and uh, and she escapes. Yep, shirt ripped. 
Sure. <laughs> yeah, the opening the opening scene of this movie, like you don't really see it much. Cause I think she's holding it shut, and then yeah. randomly in the opening scene, she's running on the street. And suddenly, her tits are just like yeah. We're well, like the granted, she's wearing a bra, but like, like her shirt's just open. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> well, she starts running, and her and her shirt comes open. We're all like, what? That seems like a shameless attempt at like some sexuality. Yeah. Here. Like, like, what, why does her shirt need to be open? Then then you find out it's because Max ripped it open. So yeah. I guess there right. is a little bit of we a... We need her to be running with her top off. It was very reminiscent... In the very of the first be- scene of the movie. How can we work this in? <laughs> it, it was very reminiscent of the beginning of Thanksgiving. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, it was. Literally, first shot. Yep. Boob. Just shameless, shameless boob shot. So, uh... So she ends up. You'd think we'd be on board right away for some. Like we we actually mentioned this too. Like, listen, we're not ones to to shy away from from a good looking lady wanting to show a little skin. <laughs> Yet this movie was already so bad that we were complaining about it. Yeah. Well, the opening, <laughs> the actual full on opening scene, didn't make a whole lot of sense to me because she was just kind of like cautiously walking through the streets, but everybody around her was getting attacked. Like, yeah. Everybody, but. Nobody noticed her until she decided to make a phone call to her mom. Like, that... What? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it's, it's just dumb. And the zombie that comes to try to get her is, has intestines around his neck. Like, like <laughs> his bling. really dumb. Like, hey, I just got this new bling. Yeah. <laughs> off that bitch over there. So you, uh, so you, you skip ahead six years. The zombie apocalypse is in full... Full Huang. Full what? Full Huang. Sure, full Huang. <laughs> and uh, and and she's she's held up. She's held up with uh with this small group of survivors, at some sort of security facility. Oh, she's she's the the local doctor. She's the, seems like the only doctor in the facility, and uh, um, continuing her research, trying to figure out if there's like some sort of vaccine or something. Yeah. And uh, they decide uh, oh, there's a little girl who is ill, and she needs more supplies to help yep. this little girl survive. So they decide to make a trip back to her old school, where she knows that they have a lot like of supplies. In the, in the lockup, and they have supplies and medicine and everything else. Yeah. While they're there, she is confronted by Max. By Max, who who is just sitting in a room for six years. He's yeah. just he's just chilling in the back room, staring at a wall for six years until she comes. Along. Yeah, that's that. And he looked. I mean, as far as zombies go, he still looked pretty put together. I was just like, this, he's been. It's this is six years later. Like he'd be falling apart by now. That's yeah. one of the things I really didn't like. Well, about his, it. well, because it's because he had the, those antibodies in his blood, though. That's sure. why he didn't. Why he it, wasn't like yeah, fully forming sense. into his zombie. I mean, they they did allude to it. They had some foreshadowing for it. I'm not. I don't think that was necessarily the worst defense of the movie. No. Um, no, it wasn't. But the fact that no, that one of the one of the worst defenses of the movie is that he hitches a ride back on the bottom of one of the Humvees. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, massive spoilers for this. I, oh yeah. <laughs> we we probably should have said that. This is a brand new movie so we usually try and shy away from spoilers with yeah. brand new movies but this movie was so bad that don't, we don't care that much yeah yeah <laughs> maybe if you know more going into it you might enjoy it more <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, that's not to say we didn't have fun watching it we did have fun oh. but it was it was more so it's a mystery our, science theater kind of i was gonna movie. say it was more yeah. so our running commentary throughout <laughs> the entire movie that made it a lot of fun so max ends up back at this facility um and and kind of brings his uh his creepy stalker vibe back to the place. And it turns out uh, even for a zombie, he's quite a sleuth. He's, um, he's up in the air vents, he's crawling he's around, crying. he's spying on people. It's like, was he Tom Cruise? Like, like was he was he Mission Impossible? Like, is that, is that what this was? He Mission was, Zoe. It was, it, was, uh, it was Tom Cruise mixed with, um, 
Mix- Harvey Weinstein? No. <laughs> oh, God. God. No, it's Tom Cruise mixed with uh, Jeffrey Combs' character from uh, The Frighteners. His haircut. Oh, yeah. He oh, the exact look. same yeah. haircut. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got the look. Yeah. No, he was... I, I Listen, I... I hated this whole game. I hated the character <laughs> of Max so much. Like, you took you took this really really cool concept that they did in Day of the Dead about even when all is lost, there's still humanity under the surface, right. and like things are worth saving, and people can learn things and get like there's this this is this really great social commentary that's underneath this character, and not only do you just turn him into a fucking rapist. But they, but you also digitize his face so that it, his mouth just looks like he's been like. It, it, it just looks like you shoved a table leg in his mouth and just jarred it around and ripped his mouth open. Can like, I can I say I really it's just ha- so stupid. I really I love the days of the shambling zombie. Yeah, I like those types of zombies. Like and 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 I I I found myself watching this and wondering if anybody could really pull that off anymore because nowadays like. Every new zombie movie, that you, you know, World War Z. It's got to be fast paced, man. It's I guess. Be, I guess in you know, the walk next speed. I guess in the Walking Dead, they still just sort of shamble around. Yeah, in the Walking Dead, they do. Uh, Train to Busan, even though that was awesome, they were still like sprinting zombies, you know, and and I was just like, I don't know, like I, I was, I, I was I like, I'm tired room, of zombies that are just sprinting around. I think there's room for both. I think that fast moving zombies are much easier to pull off because you can film things really fast and you can hide a lot of details mm-hmm. and you can, it's, if it's, if it's constant speed, go, 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 you can just, it's, it's way more entertaining to watch and you can get away with more with slow moving zombies. You have to put a lot more care into how they look, how mm-hmm. they move. Every single one of those people on screen almost needs to be coached in a certain way so that they all move the same. Right. That was one of the things in this movie that, that they didn't do. Even for fast-moving zombies, they all moved differently. There was there was no like set way that the that the undead shambled. Yeah. Now, having the background that you have, you can probably answer this a lot better than the rest of us. Is that pretty astronomical in the difference of a budget? Uh, yeah. I mean, yes and no. The higher your budget, the more time that you have to spend with your extras and everything else. Sure. Yes. And you're on a low budget. You're you want to move really fast because you. Every second you're on set, you're burning money. Now, are we feeling that this is more of a lower budget? It it, it was yeah, lower budget. I don't I don't know uh, what the eight, uh, eight million dollars estimated. Oh, gee, really? So that's estimated. Wow. Okay. That's they made get. I mean, granted, this is a much different movie than uh, or not Get Out. What was the movie we just talked about that had a ten million dollar budget? Uh, that was a massive success. Um, Saw Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Jigsaw yeah. yeah. Look at a movie like Jigsaw. That was ten million dollars, and yeah. look how much better that was because whatever. I just <laughs> because of whatever. I just don't think that the people behind this movie really knew what they were doing. I, I, I they gave it their well, best shot. But could you, could go- you actually honestly chalk it up to cast though? Inexperienced, not. But people that but no, a production I mean, company I'll- that knows what they're doing wouldn't cast those people. That's true. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, you can win that on the casting. I don't really think it was the casting so much. Like all, all of the people on this cast have. Other credits have credits. Fair enough. To, to the, to, they have credits I'm on IMDb. The, I don't. I don't think it was. I think it was more like the. I think it was the direction. Yeah, I'm not blaming the cast themselves. I'm just talking about the people who made the decisions, though. The casting right. directors, the the director himself, the producer. I don't. I don't think that any of them were on the same page. It doesn't seem like it at least. And if they were yeah. on the same page, read a fucking new book. Yeah. Because this this was just terrible. Well, and the, well, it might and it, it might have actually it might have even gone higher to uh who was whoever was calling shots at the top, like the studio telling 
the director and the producer. Well, like this is the you same have studio to, that makes that made that shitty love face movie. Right. So and, like your track record and, is and not they, good. Maybe they were telling them you have to do this with it. And Even the the main like the 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 brother who was in charge. Like, yeah, that character yeah. was just not convincing. No. At like, all. You know what you hire in a low-budget movie that can play that role really well? Henry fucking Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> That's who you hire in He's that role. He's too busy just traveling abroad taking photos. Motherfucker made Wrong Turn 2. I think he can do the remake of Day of the Dead, <laughs> oh, <did> okay? <laughs> wrong, turn, wrong Turn 2 was awesome. Yes, Shut it up. was. No, th- that, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> made it, it or appeared awesome. in it? He was one of the main characters. One, yeah. Uh, started. Yeah, started. started. Yeah, like, my, my point <clears throat> is this, though. If you have a, a, a remake of Day of the Dead that is going to get a theatrical-wide release, and they know this. Yeah. Fucking just, I, I don't know. It's just, how do you not look at what you're doing and realize, oh shit, something's off the rails here. I just don't, yeah. I don't see how you look at this as a whole and go, yes, this is what we want to do. Something, something just occurred to me too. Like going, going back a little bit to, uh, when you were talking about, uh, Romero's original of the dead movies, there was social commentary there mixed with the, the zombie storylines and yep. stuff. It all kind of was interwoven. And, and I was thinking, like, man, they took they took like the the bub character, they gave you Max, and then they went with the creepy stalker rapist guy. But then, I, for the for what what's actually happening in our world right now, I guess maybe that is more relevant. Yeah, there's a lot of it. That, okay, around. just because it's relevant though does not mean that it translates to the screen. No, definitely. Yeah, no, like, to how don't, don't get me to. wrong. I hated that character. I, I, just, I didn't like anything about Max or or his story arc. If or, you really wanted to be socially aware of what was going on, you make him be all the rapey dude when he's when he's a uh, uh, human. Mm-hmm. But then when he's a zombie, you make him be better, and you make it. You make that show like it's the humans themselves are the bad people, and when the human condition is gone, everybody's just back to normal treating everyone the same way. Whether that's that be good, good or point. bad, everyone's treating everyone the same way. Yeah. yeah like, you... if you wanted to really do a social commentary, that's what you do. Right. You don't have, and we didn't even get here yet, but the fucking Max comes back and he tries to zombie rape her. Like, <laughs> come on! Yeah. It's so dumb! <laughs> I don't know if I would have put it that way, but it is essentially what he does. It, it's very, it's very and, creepy and uncomfortable. Yeah. And then, and then overall, She's she still allows a lot of his like creepy advances to happen to continue her research. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it, like it, it, like there was one point where I was like, well that just seemed unnecessary because she goes and she wants to take a sample of his blood. They chain him to a wall. They're like they're keeping him alive so that they can research his blood to find out why he's not yeah. fully turning into a zombie. And or a uh, rotter as they call him in the movie, yeah. and and she goes up and she, she walks up to him. She could have easily, she could have just as easily just walked up, grabbed his arm, and taken the sample. Yeah. But she gets close enough for him to, very disgustingly lick her cheek, like lick her from all the way from her chin all the way up to her Listen, ear. And she and she like stands there and she, I think she even like plays into it. She says something about like. Don't you want me or something? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's, it's, no, like, it's that's just it's you could have just taken so many you could have just so taken the blood levels. sample. You didn't have to do that. That, that was fucking if, weird. Okay, fine. Say say your 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 assailant is is the one person that might have blood that can that can help you, right? Fine. Keep him alive. Chain him to the wall. He's a zombie. You know what you do before you take blood from him? You rough him up a little bit because you get your anger on him. You don't let him lick your fucking face. <laughs> 
Well, either way, I don't. I I don't know. It's just. It was, <laughs> I don't know. It was I just, weird. They it, made it some weird dumb. choices. It was just movie. dumb. Yeah. It was all yeah. done for shock value. It was all done for. I don't know. I just, I just nothing worked about this movie. No. Absolutely nothing worked about this movie. No. Even when they went outside to try to get the samples from the other zombie. Oh, let one in at a time. We'll take them, shoot their legs out. And But all of a sudden, the gate became too much. And then it... Locked the gate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put the chain what? on it. Yeah. Like, it's it's, just, it was so, a... Not to mention, all you have to do is bring them close to the fucking fence and pull an arm through the chain link. Yeah. That's all they had to do. It really wasn't the whole thing. <laughs> Cut their arm off with a machete and get your blood that like there's so many it, uh, so many God, holes in this movie plot. makes me so angry. Um to the point where I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I'm not I'm not I'm not like angry about it or anything. I just thought it was a shitty movie. But uh uh yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Let's <laughs> let's wrap go, it up then. Was there was there any was there any like was there anything about the movie that you did enjoy? I mean there were some gore effects that were good. I'll give it that. Some the, the 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 effects in this movie were very touch and go for me. They were they were they were lots of highs, lots of lows. Mm-hmm. Like some effects looked like like old school classic Savini effects almost. Like mm-hmm. they really did. Mm-hmm. Um, but then other effects were just the worst digitally enhanced crappy to begin with effects I've ever seen. Like I, there was one guy that um in the in the beginning, uh, it's the first zombie that you see pressed up against the window mm-hmm. of the car, and I swear to God when it has its face pressed up against the window and it moves, you see the mask that like stuck to the window and its face <laughs> moves behind it. Like well, I'm that would I, I don't that know, would kind of make sense though. Like if a zombie's skin is just sort of like hanging on the bones. I doubt it was intentional though. Is my point. <laughs> um, there's there's one effect that happens a lot in movies that always bugs me and, and and it and it almost feels like they feel like it's a quintessential thing to put into especially zombie movies it's like it's the the blood splattering on the camera yep. effect on the lens of the camera i it's some, like when you used to play some, house of the dead in the arcade and the yeah. blood and, and you'd get attacked or whatever and the blood would cover the screen right which if you're doing something that's like a meant to be sort of a, a pov shot then that works but when you have when you have blood splattering on the on the camera, when the camera is not actually supposed to be from the point of view of an actual person, yeah, it's kind of like a weird breaking of the fourth wall, which seems a little, I don't know, it seems a little unnecessary. Yeah, it's just I, it's, it my, takes me my out of guess, the movie. My guess frankly. is they're trying to pull you more into the movie, like oh, it does I'm, the opposite. I'm, I'm right there, I'm being splattered by blood, but I I just think it's a stupid yeah. cheap effect. I I 100 agree. The yeah. one thing I'll I'll lightly tip my hat at this and say. I think the the intent in the plot was there. Execution was terrible. Yeah, I I full heartedly disagree with you, but that's fine. Each <laughs> to their own. <laughs> no, I think I think at the I end think, of the day, I if think, this was a standalone thing, they would have something. I think this the is, story. I think there's like aspects of the story that were decent, but yeah. uh, but so many of the choices that they made with like the the small details of the story were just it just ruined it yeah. just terrible no it took us two hours to get through an hour and yeah 20 minute movie yeah, well did. we well we did stop to watch a tom waits interview for like <laughs> <laughs> it's true we did oh we talk I, about one more positive years. thing one more positive thing yeah. whoever did the construction on the heating vents did a really good job because they didn't fall with the weight of a human being inside <laughs> that's of it. true or, or, or were, rotting or rotting zombie because they were really, doing his doing his best uh because they were impression. they were genuinely heating vents up in the ceiling <laughs> and not and whoever cleaned those vents too, mm, fantastic! Because those inside of those six vents years. were spotless. Six years of being, you know, <laughs> fuck. 
All right. Well, I think it's uh, I think it's time to hook our thumbs into our belt loops and walk away from this one. <laughs> yep. Mosey on Completely out. agree. All right. Well, uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, and I know I said that I was going to oh, do Horror oh, Amino. he owes us 20 bucks. I don't owe you shit. We never Ooh. agreed on this. Or at this. least, no, no, at least he did agree, though, that you get to hold him against the wall. And yell at him. I will yell. Uh, you things. can do that. That's just a normal sort of <laughs> Saturday night for us. Uh, <laughs> listen, my my whole family has been sick for a month and a half, like just consistently. Good thing we've been behind for like four months. And I didn't have time. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. So anyway, you can find us on those sites at the Buzzkill Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. We are on. Uh, clearly, you're listening to us on some of them, but we are on all of the streaming services, at least all the big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, most importantly, we are on iTunes. So uh, give us a rating. Give us one star. Give us two stars. Give us three and a half stars. Five. Uh, leave us a comment and tell us that um, John has very, very nice glasses on today. I love hearing Mike yeah. say. I love hear. <laughs> I love hearing Mike say. Most importantly, followed by. An Apple service. Yeah. Because <laughs> you hate Apple so I do, much. I do hate Apple. Uh, if you want to find J-Rodge, you can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording. And of course, check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. I did it. <laughs> you did it. Jory, I'll be here this weekend. Night Hunt coming in this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Night. some killer rock and roll. Night Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. Well, that'll do it for this week. Uh, John will be on assignment again next week. Where are you going? Going to do Special K in the UK with JK from Jamiroquai. Oh, that sounds like virtual insanity. Oh. He's going deeper underground. (laughs) Nobody knows that one. (laughs) (laughs) From the Godzilla soundtrack. 98, baby, come on. Shut up, Mike. All right, cheers, boys. Mike Hunt. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's his new band name, Mike. Oh, that, oh, that's that old joke too. Oh, oh. Fuck you, cheers. All.